Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2022 Week 18 NFL Picks Against the Spread. Free money teasers and money line parlays from Tim that sometimes win, but mostly don't. Also a Cuss Corner Mini, plus all the game previews, and I got some giveaways for you all. Just remember to smash the like button to the episode. Help us time code it down in the comment section. Sub to Mayo Media Network, sub to the newsletter, free newsletter as well. Hit that down in the description to make sure you get this show a day early, although that's going to be ending soon because this show will be ending soon. Not this week, though. I mean, it's not like we don't go through the playoffs. Every Wednesday, we will be here for you during the NFL playoffs before we let Tim go out into the sunset. Uh, Custody Awards will be voted on soon too so stay tuned for that on next week's show we release the ballot uh, and i want to give a sh special shout out to at dpz82 you were the winner of the free entry into the one and done golf contest i've already sent all the information to your twitter dms thank you for rating and reviewing the pat mayo experience audio podcast and maybe there's another free entry coming for the one and done if you rate and review the pat mayo experience audio podcast on apple Podcasts or spotify make sure to include Include your Twitter handle or your email address so I can contact you if you are a winner. Additionally, if you go to at the PME on Twitter, you will find a pinned tweet which shows you another way in which you can get a free ticket. I just suggest you go get an entry now. It's 125 bucks for the year, so it's like 350 a week or something. Starts next week at the Sony Open for golf. Even if you don't give a shit about golf, it doesn't really matter because you pick one guy per week. It's a great way to stay engaged at pretty low stakes in the grand scheme of things as we're going through that. Go to fantasygolfchampionships.com. All that that info is down in the description as well. Let me guess, Jeff Feinberg, you haven't signed up yet. No, I did. Oh, wow. I absolutely have. I think I even screen grabbed and and posted it. Yeah, I, yeah. Before I I went away. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. That's pretty impressive because Paul has his entry. I have my three entries. You officially have an entry. And did Cam Stewart figure out how to get an entry before? Tim Undergust. Tim Undergust. That's not my name. I don't know how to do it. It was done for me last year. And if it isn't done for me again, I'm not going to have one. Why don't you just try to do it? I am too busy memeing to do these sorts of things. <laughs> but you're but you're not memeing anything. I am too busy conducting the orchestra and uh, <laughs> you know, basically running a uh, a campaign to uh, to to win a vote. So I'm sorry, I've been preoccupied with important. Can I say this is like um, maybe part of his strategy here, but I consider it like an act of war. Think of where I am, where he wishes his Jets were, where my Chargers are this week, like where I I am fully focused on on my favorite team. Still, he wishes he could be in that situation, and he would take advantage of me being distracted. Uh, you know, in this sort of time, I consider it like, uh, yeah, it's almost like a sneak attack. You know, I am totally distracted. He's sitting there in his war room. I guess, you know, they're plotting how knowing. So I caught off guard. I'm catching shrapnel. I'm on vacation. Uh, you know, I guess between between last week's show with Pozzola and Cam and, and here I, I'm catching a lot of shrapnel. But um you know the insane guy he's he's campaigning he's campaigning hard he has a uh, custom on i guess making these um 
these for him. I can only ask, like, if you're going to vote for Tim, you you have to at least have orange juice with Oreos. Like, you're not allowed to vote for Tim uh, or vote for me, I should say, Um, you know, not support me in this effort, I guess, is what I'm trying to imply without having orange juice and Oreos with a side of bacon bits and calling it dinner. Um, but there are many levels here. This that's the best you got, really. That's, no, that's it's not the best I got. Shot. This is what you're gonna lose. You're but <laughs> how is it? I mean, here's the whole thing. The way that I see it as an outside observer, and if people don't know, considering oh. I, I have more viewers on the audio between the audio and the video of this show, there are more people who listen and watch the show than actually follow me on Twitter. So there are people who are just in the dark about what we're talking about here. We're talking about the Custy Awards and most insane person of the year. And Tim, for whatever reason, thinks that he's not going to garner 70% of the vote this year, that he's going to beat Jeff and he is campaigning for people to vote for Jeff in terms of most insane. But the problem, Tim, you don't realize with all of this, well, it's a great deal of fun, and the memes are pretty funny. Shout out to whoever is doing these memes for you, because whoever, as, as you just conceded, you can't figure out how to sign up for the one and done, which a guy who's 78 years old emailed me today, asked me if he did it right, and turns out he did it right. And you can't figure it out. You're a fucking moron, apparently. Right. But it's just, this entire campaign is just bringing to attention that you're crazy you realize that right i have decided that after last year where i just rejected the thesis of the question i'm gonna lean into it this year i'm gonna campaign hard i mean i may be king leonidas and the 300 and i may be under attack and i may have no chance to win but uh, this is sparta and i'm gonna fight okay so this is where I will come in. No, Tim, like I haven't been plotting a response to you all day. I don't know where this is going. No, you only bring for, this up every single week on the show about how you No, you but for all I know, like there could be a debate. So I don't know where I need to save oh, my a, life. Oh, a, a, deba- a debate show. I didn't even where, think about that. I don't that. know where I need to be saving my You show ammo. me, like, you tell me where I don't know where I need to show Lo- Lois from Family Guy uh, getting undressed to make you nervous or something. Or like putting some softcore porn on and you probably run out of the room. So like, I don't know where my big guns could come from. All I would ask the people, like, <laughs> let's just play it this way. Mayo media is a rocket ship. This thing ain't ending. If it's the natural course that this is something I'm supposed to win, then I guess we'll get there. But right now there's no evidence to suggest that I deserve this win. Um, for this calendar year that that that's just ridiculous that's truly ridiculous and the notion funny enough the irony all of this kind of started for tim um you know and really playing up that i might be more insane than him the germ of this the genesis of this was when i suggested after justin herbert made his second start in the nfl that people should consider betting him for rookie of the year at 15 to one available at a not reputable book. So like, that's where Tim first framed that I am more insane than him. The irony is that bet won. Yeah. All I'm trying insane. to say is done nothing. Insane we could be voting for this for, for years to come. Look at the bombs Tim is trying to throw right now in an election. He will and should likely lose. Uh, I don't want to suggest how people should vote. I just think you guys are smart enough to figure that out 
for yourself. I'm, I do. Vote I don't want to discount the credibility of your voters. You have this hardened base um, that will follow you, but there is probably a large selection of people that may be undecided. Well, and there may them, be a camp. There may be a campaign video ready to to talk. Uh, well, to uh, sure, exactly. The guy campaigning. It's like the smartest guy in the room doesn't need to tell you he's the smartest guy in the room, and the guy telling you is the smartest in the room is usually a dunce. Okay, the funniest guy in the room doesn't need to tell you he's the funniest guy in the room, but the guy campaigning for not most insane is the most insane. Okay. That's where I stand. You're losing the oh, meme game, pal. You're losing oh, the meme I, game. I lose, I, fortunately for me, that's not the category. And I've been blindsided on vacation. <laughs> and now I've got this ultimate moment, you know, for the Chargers to, you know, to, to take step one. So, so my Herbert and my Staley can play in that first playoff game. And you have decided to literally storm my beaches on this week. I'm, I'll, I'll admit I'm not prepared for this. Well, and the people will laugh, but this is the steps you're taking now. Imagine when we're two more years, three more years into this, and you still haven't garnered the percentages you've needed. Where will you be then? Where will you be then? Oh, Tim so will be people, Tim will be like, no, Tim will at that point, two to three years from now, if he keeps losing by like vast majorities in this vote, he's gonna be like Pap's blue ribbon. He's just gonna put out on Twitter, we'll eat ass for votes, and that's just gonna be it. <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't, you know, paid off an Indian call center to vote for him or all day. Like, I'm not really sure what he's gonna be up to. I know he doesn't know anything more than clip art. So he's get, he's obviously got a got a team working for him right now. Well, uh, I, I I also know because he sent us the meme. That so I can acknowledge maybe I'm worthy of being like a prospect that one day could maybe be worthy of this award. Like you know, in the same way Justin Herbert might one day be MVP, but that would require him to be better than Mahomes, better than Allen, better than Favre. I mean Rogers, better than Burrow. Like, oh, like he might be, but he might not be that good. Like, so I'm, I don't know. So I don't think we're there yet. Um, I, I, I'm self-aware enough to acknowledge maybe I'm a prospect in, in this, but Tim, Tim just runs too deep. Like he can get three yards on 10 carries. He's afraid of Amazon. He thought a car charger would blow up his car. He sleeps with a nightlight, folks, <laughs> a nightlight. So play your video, show your drift. In the end, I got to get two kids off to school every day and interact with teachers and other humans. Would you interact with people when you throw yourself down the stairs to avoid not losing a, missing a Chargers game? You know what? You know what? Like if I was in one of those cars on I-95 in Virginia right now, I'd probably rather like be, I'd do anything to get out of it. And sometimes going to, an annoying spouse's friend's wedding and you got to miss a charger game. Your mind, your hamster spins. Did I do it? No, but I'm just saying I, I, it was a thought that went down my head. Like if I just tumble down these stairs, maybe I could stay home this afternoon. Well, Tim, Whatever. I'm passionate about the chargers. I love the chargers. I love the chargers. I do. I'm passionate. I, I do vote. Jeff vote. Jeff vote. Jeff. Well, do you want to, do do, Tim, do you want to tease your video here? Yes. I mean, there's a lot of people who are undecided, as we know. 
or maybe cast their ballot for me in previous years, but are at least open-minded enough to say, okay, has the last year of things led me to cast my ballot differently? But uh, don't take my word for it. Let's let people hear the voice of reason itself. And let's see what Jeff has to say about it. People need a vote with, with reason and like sense. Like I'm working through some things. Like I watch the games. I know I'm insane. I know I'm crazy. I know that I care so much about this measly third down. I'm not getting into shouting matches with people at Harvey's about masks. And the <laughs> shouting whoa. matches with people in card stores about card protectors. And I didn't collect 5,000 Herbert cards when I said I was only going to get one or two and turn it into a whole thing. They're putting the old jersey. Herbert, the Chargers stopped wearing the dr the jersey before Herbert was drafted. It's a $4,000 product, a box for six freaking cards. And, and the most highly sought after card in that box and this moment in time happens to be Herbert rookie patch autos. And they're still putting out fraudulent crap. Seven out of ten of you voted for me instead of that. I was proud of yourself. No, what do you mean? <laughs> I acknowledge I'm crazy. Like, I acknowledge I'm not normal. So you are an insane person. And I acknowledge when people are like, whoa, Feinberg's way more crazy than I thought. No, I've always been this crazy. You are just getting to know me better. And I need help on and off the field, as some would say. Vote for Jeff. Tim, you know that because these are public airwaves that I have to give special time to your opponent to run a video yes, as I do. well, right? <laughs> yes, so, I do. Equal time is, is totally allowed. So maybe next week we might have a compilation of Tim's greatest hits here. And I'm not going to lie to you. I, I got a list made up. Uh, actually, I, I enlisted the help of some a few viewers here who wanted to be on Team Jeff for this one. Um, Fine. It, it's kind of damning compared to what, I mean, yeah, that stuff is kind of like a bit nutty from Jeff, but like it's not going to be raisins are the second best Halloween candy. I can jump from space. I turn on, I get in the shower and then turn it on. Like these are just insane person behaviors. The quote, sock the, shoe, the sock quote, shoe, sock shoe, sock shoe, sock shoe. Suck shoe, suck shoe. To quote the end of the Jeff video, he claims he's insane. Who are you to disagree with him? Self-aware, self-aware, self-aware. Then vote for him. He already says he's insane. Okay, yeah, right, but, but, but the, the vote, vote but Tim, I feel like you've missed you've missed the boat on this. It's not who is insane, it's who is the most insane. This is like uh, sure, the, now the moderator is taking sides in the debate. I'm I not. I'm, 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 tell, I'm telling you what the actual category this whole thing is. is rigged. I, told, I told you. Okay. So, I mean, we, Red, we call you Trump all the time anyway. Is this really how you want to go down? No, I'm teasing you. But look, it sounds like, it, once again, it's me against the world. That's fine. You know, that, that's okay. Jeff's too busy. Again, Jeff can't even participate in this battle because he's too concerned about a regular season playoff game. But again, a regular season game but again let's he, he's the same one right i'm not no, i didn't listen i didn't know listen i didn't realize that you were bringing i didn't realize so what point did you not realize when day after day after day i'm rolling out banger after banger me 
at what point did you think that there was something that, that you were in a battle here after the fourth hilarious meme after the fifth hilarious meme after the sixth I mean, hilarious like meme acknowledging your you? existence like it's just enough it's on tape uh and even before you said it like i mean look, he's gonna call me some Hillary. of us are working hard to win a campaign other people are just swanning around in a yacht on the atlantic ocean are you saying that jeff is a coastal elite I, that's exactly what I'm saying. Je Jeff is a flip-flopper. He's a coastal elite. Uh, you know, you want to vote for John Kerry, you vote for Jeff. You want to vote for a winner, you vote against me and for Jeff. I love a lot of the work, so. The so, work is top-notch. Top oh. the, the work is pretty good. You've, you've enlisted a good team to help you out, but the, as soon as you started doing this, the amount of emails <laughs> that I got to be like, can we please help out Jeff in this? <laughs> Go ahead. Look, I am not shying away from competition. I'm not shying away from a good fight. If Jeff wants to have a debate, I'll have a debate. You just show me where I'll show up. Well, did you give up on the competition of trying to win the most spread picks this year? I think that would be a mathematical impossibility at this point. I worked it out. That is not true. So after last week, no one really had a good week. Jeff and I were both nine and seven against the spread. You were eight and eight. The coin the coin put himself back in cuss range. The coin went six and ten. So that leaves me with a three-game lead over Jeff, 136 and 120 to 133 to 123. The coin is in third with 129 wins. Theoretically, you could still win if you gain 12 or more games on me this week. You could take over my spot, but you'd still have to beat Jeff at the same time. You are 125 and 131. You do have a chance with a good week to get back over 500, though. That's my goal. I mean, I could play scorched earth and try to go the opposite. You want every game, but I'm not going to do that. I'm trying to get the best week I can to get over Mount 500. And if that means I'm third or fourth and I'm over 500, great. I'll, I'll live with that. Well, That's I mean, not the vote you, I'm looking to win. You, you can try to go opposite me on every game and that might be an effective strategy if everything breaks your way, but you still have to beat Jeff and the coin at the same time. That's just a case. Yeah, my goal now is to beat 500. To me, a win now would be get over 500 Ooh. and hit my free money this week and get over 500 in terms of the vig on that too so would you be over 500 on the vig on that i think so with a plus 350 coming in this week yeah i don't think you would still uh this is also a very monumental week jeff if cust loses and he, he rarely does these during the playoffs we might not get another one until week one of next year but cust lifetime record on the free money plays 14 and 99 we might get to 100 <laughs> losses it's a hinge week. Hinge week. Well, you know, it was always going to happen at some point. Uh, but I feel like I have found a golden thread in this week of terrible spreads. And this, of course, the hardest week to pick. I think I've got five games together that I, that I really like. And of course, as I said on last week's show, we all know where I'm going with the last pick of the season because I made a promise. So. Uh, additionally, what? I have locked up the super lock title for the year. Jeff can no longer catch me after Minnesota's spread did not break in his favor. Last well, week. I, that, that's bad luck for him. The poor guy lost. I'm a, I mean, listen, I'm, yeah. I lost my free money on that too. Like, I feel bad for you. You, 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 you also lost your free money on Detroit. So what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't count the other losses on there, do we? Forgot about Detroit. They lost by like 30 I, I points. I think I would have won that bet more often than I would have lost it, but whatever. You're right. I forgot I picked Detroit. So yeah, you, on, on, your four, on your four-team teaser, you lost two of the legs. Pretty close, though. I feel like I've had like just the worst luck when it comes to yeah. super locks. And I hit mine. 
I'm still, yeah, considering what my record is, considering how, I don't know, whatever. That's just betting football. Yeah. So that's what it is. You are currently time to win back some money. Time to win some money on golf to make up for all the money I lose on Sam football. Burns. He's going to win this week. Oh, Sam Burns is your pick. Is it okay? That's good to know. Uh, Je- Jeff and I already have our betting show out for golf this week. Ben Raza and I. Ben Arriba. La Raza. Did the DraftKings pick show. That's already out on Mayo Media Network. Get some. We got best bets coming on Thursday. We got you know, DraftKings picks or something coming on Friday. Who knows? Plus the research show for golf on Sundays. I'm 13-4 and four on Superlocks this year. Jeff is 10-7. Wow. and seven. It's by far the best year I'm ever going to have on Superlock, so just keep riding the wave, I suppose. Cust, eight and nine. You have a chance to get back to 500 on Superlock, too. Week. This, this, is, this week. is a hinge week for you. All right. Okay, good. I'm feeling good about it. I think, I think I'm going to get us over Mount 500, and I think I'm going to get us the Superlock, and I think my teaser's coming in, so we will see. But I'm feeling good about it. Can I ask a question? Sure. A favor? Yeah. Like, I guess Tim has clearly decided to turn the heat up on things. <laughs> uh, can I just ask in one favor to not make the Chargers his super lock? They were never going to be. I promised you the opposite last week, that I wouldn't pick the Chargers. I promised you I'd pick the Raiders this week, and I'm a man of my word. Well, that's pretty good whoa, whoa, because... Whoa, 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 because whoa. Can you not pick the game? No, wait, wait. he already said he was picking the Raiders. I remember but that I vividly. Understand. But Jeff, here's the like, thing. Because you are such a special person, and this game is the Sunday night game, we're leading off with this one. Chargers oh. at Raiders. Raiders favored. No, actually, you know, Raiders are... I. You have three, Paul? I have two and a half. I'm looking at it right now. I guess it's three. This line is getting out of control. So three is the number I, then. I three currently on DraftKings Sports. It's, it's three currently. All right. Well, Paul did the update. For, I did an hour ago. I guess it changed within the last half hour. Anyway, Chargers, three-point favorites in Vegas. 49 is the over under that. It's funny because the line keeps going towards the Chargers and the under keeps getting lower. It was 50. Then it was 49 and a half. Now it's currently 49. Eight and eight against the spread for the Chargers. Seven and nine for the Raiders. Tim, if the Raiders are going to be your super lock, why? Well, they're not. Oh, they're, they're not, not going to be my super lock. I just promised I told them last week I would pick oh. the Raiders on the show. And I'm okay. standing with that obligation. I'm sure. picking the Raiders uh, to cover this spread. And why am I picking them? Because they are, I think, not, th- they shouldn't be three point dogs in this game. I think this game should be basically a pick em. In the In Las Vegas, I think it should be a pick em. It's not like regular Las Vegas games where the other team's fans show up on Moss to cheer for for the opponent like yeah there'll be some people who come in from san diego and los angeles but not that many and i i think this will be an event as we sort of talked about a couple weeks ago that this will be the first big event game in los uh, in las vegas for the raiders uh you know all the old faithful will be there they'll probably have a big ceremony uh, to remember the passing of john madden there in person the first game for the raiders to play at home since he passed i i, I think the chargers raiders is going to be a great game but it's indoors and the chargers are also an indoor team. I like that road dome factor. There's a lot of things that mitigate towards the chargers, but in the end, I think that the chargers cannot stop the running game of the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders won last week with only rushing like 70 yards from, uh, from their, their running back. If they can get production out of their running game, they'll take the chargers out of it. The chargers cannot win. If, uh, if, if the Raiders are able to move the ball on the ground. And I don't think that defense is going to be able to do that. I, I agree with the under. 
I think we're looking at a 16-13, 17-14 type of game. I, I see absolutely no argument for the over in this game at all. I think it's going to be very low scoring, particularly if Jacksonville pulls off the upset. Neither team then has sort of an incentive to do much in this game. And uh, anyway, point being, I, I think the Raiders have to be the play here as the home dog for no apparent reason other than I guess people are just infatuated with the Chargers again, who are only in this situation because they couldn't finish the deal with the Texans two weeks ago. Uh, and they can't stop the run, and, and Oakland can run. So give me the Raiders. Jeff, are you going to pick the Raiders? Am I going to pick the Raiders? Yeah. No, I'm not picking okay. the Raiders. Okay. I, Good to know. Chargers I mean, I, have a, I, I showed you guys, I already have a lot on this game because – I have a big bet on a season win total nine. That's a guaranteed push. And I have a to make the playoffs uh, plus 115 on a pretty large bet. So I guess, you know, that's took four months for to actually just have single game closing line value on it. I also have a bet with uh, Benjamin Albright that uh, a charity bet that if the Raiders finish better than the Chargers, I got to make a $750 donation. And vice versa, I said I would donate 500 or sorry, I would have to donate 750. And if the Chargers had the better record, then he would have to donate 500 because, hey, full, the Raiders are here, man. Like, that's incredible. Like, I don't know how they got here. So it just feels like um, they got this horseshoe. And now they got Madden death swag maybe to play into it. And I feel like for a league that so often like never wants anything good to happen for the Raiders, I actually think the league probably really wants the Raiders in this game. So I'm in my own head about a few <laughs> things here, but bottom line is it's Gus Bradley plays that fucking single high safety shit and good quarterbacks just put it right up there. Just like, right. Like just, just, just give it like all day long, just like that first matchup, just like those Mahomes games, anytime, the Raiders play someone who can cut air. Um, it turns into a real problem outside of Thanksgiving. Let's not forget. I think on Thanksgiving, the clip you used for this show, Pat, was Tim like burying the Raiders. I did to say a lot of us didn't think about it or, you know, feel that's where it was going. But Tim like viciously, mm -hmm. cruelly buried them. I did. Uh, and even even referenced like some made some analogies, I think, maybe even to death or or what have you, and look at where they are now since Tim, you know, made those comments. So I don't think you can, un I don't think you can underestimate, you know, the power of uh, the curse. How are you going to stop Josh Jacobs? If you can't stop him, you can't win, Jeff. Well, here's the thing. So much is made of the Texan game, and there's no excuse still for losing it. There's no excuse for making uh, Burkhead, you know, look like Jonathan Taylor. But if you do look at the Chargers' recent run defense results, when the starters have played, um, they've been very good, right? Like, have they not? They've also played some really good rushing teams lately. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It seems like we're going to have a full complement. seems like we're going to have a full complement. We'll be full, ready to go. It seems like it's the healthiest we've been in quite some time. Like, we actually got to play with our starters on defense on Sunday. So that was exciting. And it was the first time all year where the chargers actually had a three layer victory. I know the opponent was shit, but literally the defense was great. The offense played well. They got a special teams return. So hopefully they're just clicking. I don't know what the future will hold if they're fortunate enough to win the game, but 
I so badly, I so badly want Herbert and Staley to get that first playoff game. Like, I, I think that's, uh, you know, so important in, in, in the process of everything. Um, so it's just, you know, next year when they get there again, hopefully that it's just something they've already been through and encountered. Um, we're, and we're, maybe- all for you. we're all rooting for the charges, even though I'm not picking them. We're all rooting for you. We, we want, well, I've actually that. gotten that because people like just in a bigger, like micro or macro sense, feel like they might be more competitive. Um, but yes, you know it's what the, just- with the chiefs, the chiefs will win by 40 points on wild card weekend. At least the charges will put up a game. Oh, you're just, just right. Shut I mean, up. That, 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 that's shut a up. It's a fact. No, I'm not saying that in fact, actually, the Raiders would be the sixth seed with a win. They would play the Chargers. I, I, but I don't know. For me, like you're worried about Jacobs. To me, I'm worried about uh, like Renfro. So hopefully we can just. Renfro. If Carr plays well too, like can you disrupt Carr? Can you stop the run? I, I actually don't. As much as we love Herbert and the offensive side, this game will be decided by the Raiders offense and the Chargers defense. That will be the decisive unit matchup. And whoever wins between those two, it's going they play to that them. single high. We can just, we might just be able to overwhelm them. Like we might be able to overwhelm them. And you know what? I don't ask for credit much and I, that's not my bag, baby. But I'm going to say uh, when that week four matchup came around, I know you guys are in a bit of trouble. The U.S. economy, the treasury, they had bumps. And I tweeted at them that if they want to sort of save the U.S. economy, that Chargers minus three in that week four Monday nighter, <laughs> or it might've been Sunday night or would have been a good way. And I thought, you know, time magazine would have noticed and you know, you know, things could have happened potentially, but no, they didn't take note. And it was simply, I'm going to overwhelm you on, on Sunday night. I, I plan to overwhelm the Raiders with talent where Sean Slater can hopefully keep that big pass rush at bay chargers again, uh, healthy, even those little blood dumps to Eckler when Herbert's not in a vibe, you know, bloop. Oh man. Magic. So Chargers, as healthy as they've been on defense, all the starters might actually play in the football game. You know, uh, it, it can change some things. And look at their record when Derwin James plays. When Derwin James is on the field, it's just a different football team. And as of right now, he's on the field. Played full workload, no issues. I expect a full week of uh, practice. I'm nervous, but uh, excited. And the, the, the day broke my way on Sunday. Like Miami losing... And shout out Los Angeles football, Stan Kroenke, class team, class organization. You know, I'm an L.A. football family guy. So way to go. So now I control my own destiny. And I might just board some people, but I don't know. We'll be deep into it on, on Sunday. This is like Mr. Feinberg will be in seclusion in the West Wing. I like that sort of night it is. I was hoping they'd play this game on Saturday for you just to get it over with. They know how you hate waiting to the last minute to see your team. Well, I just don't like the aspect of now, you know, if they're fortunate enough to win, you know, my hamster goes on the wheel and they have to play KC. Hypothetically, KC's going to have this extra rest. We're playing the last game of the season. They're so gonna, whatever. They're going to have, they're going to have that day of extra rest. Yeah. Listen, they, everything they, 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 ma- they, they, Pat, you, you know, you don't care because you don't got a side, but everything matters to those of us. Oh yeah. Uh, I, involved in, and to yeah, those you, you, know, you know, who the, you know, you know who this matters to weirdos like Cust, and it never ends up making a difference. That he complains that teams get well, extra extra thing, time to thing. play the Jets, and that's the only reason that teams are able to no, play the Jets. I'm and then overlooks when the, the Jets have extra time against other teams. Like, wow, they had too much time off. They're too rusty. Like, which side <laughs> no, is it? This is the I'm not saying that, um, but it just it does feel like. Um, 
yeah, whatever. Just win the game. But already, as people may have seen today or probably haven't, like NFL communications and their official memo calls us the Rams. ESPN tells me I haven't made the playoffs since 2009. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I know we're the little guy here, but um, you're going to cut some air. We're just going to overwhelm them with talent. That's that's my plan. I, I agree that's with you. Plan. I, I think the Chargers wax them here. Uh, I think that these two teams are actually pretty similar. Like, you talk about, like, how bad the Chargers run defense is, Tim. Like, the Raiders run defense is just as bad as the Chargers is. Well, but they had their toughest test of the season, and they held firm. I mean, kind of. They gave up 130 rushing yards to Jonathan Taylor. But they did what they had to do. If he only runs for 130, Wentz can't throw the ball for over 150 yards. So you win Well, the game. I mean, that that's a bit of a problem when you're playing the Chargers and you have a guy who might be able to throw 130 yards just through the air. You play in an air yards league, Herbert's got you covered. Yeah, no, I, look, it's, it's certainly true. But, I mean, this game was a touchdown game until into the fourth quarter uh, back in week four. Like, yes, the Chargers are good. Yes, the Raiders are good. I think the, I think the spread is off. And I think there's value on the Raiders, and I think you should take the home dog. All right. Well, the coin agrees with you on this. The coin is taking the Raiders Chargers for Jeff and I. I'm on Team Jeff with the Chargers on this one. I want to say it's good for the show if the Chargers end up making the playoffs. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm going to take my charity bet with Albright. I mean, that's for the kids. I'm going to, you know, that's no, no touching on that. No flirting with that. Don't need that karma. What? I don't know if I'm going to bring the stakes of the future. Like the futures are fun to make in September, but now that like I'm here and it comes to one game, the win totals a guaranteed push, uh, but I'm going to look at it. I don't know if I need that much on, on the game when, you know, it's just going to mean a lot any anyway. So we'll see. I, I'm, I'm interested to see what I'm, what I'm going to decide to do there, but maybe, I don't know if I hit like a golfer, on Sunday, or I got someone with a lead when that thing kicks off. I might just ride or ride or die all of it. Well, I hope um, I hope you have the second screen experience because the golf will be like wrapping up the same time this game wraps up. Oh, I won't see. Oh, then the golf is like non-existent. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. When I'm angry, I guess I'll like turn to the golf for like just a couple shots of tranquility in in Hawaii, but. It's bad news for how much golf I'm going to see on Sunday then. Remember to go to prizepicks.com and use code MMN on your first deposit. Football, golf, all the sports really, but those two in particular you can really cash in on. And if you deposit 100 bucks using code MMN, we'll get you an extra 100 bucks deposit match up to 100 bucks. Prizepicks.com, code MMN. Well, how about Saturday, where Kansas City plays Denver in the other AFC West game? Denver is a 10-point underdog at home. 44-and-a-half is the over-under. Drew Locke, again? I mean, who who was the jabroni that came in for Denver when we were watching it? And we were trying, Cal Ripken? Cal Ripken came yeah. in? Oh, yeah. Too? Billy Ripken. Uh, <laughs> Billy Ripken. And I got to say... I think Staley got bluffed there. He did. I don't want to turn this. He did. To that, the that, that, that's again. why he kicked the field goal because he thought fucking Cal Ripken yeah. was going to play quarterback. Uh, he would never have ki- even Drew Locke. <laughs> he would not have kicked the field goal on Drew Locke, but he had to see Billy Ripken make one first down before he didn't want to um, just give up points. You know, yeah, but I mean, you can so also you can, I, but you can all like, y- yes and no though because you can make the inverse argument too to be like, well, what the fuck is the difference? We pin him at the two yard line. Where's he going? We're going to get the ball back at the forty. Now, real foot. All people know you always got to kick that 19 yard field goal. Real football people know that. Listen, 
you're you're giving up guys who studied gymnastics uh like three months ago never played football before game winning touchdowns you don't even cover well they did cover so you can't speak about my i'll take anyone uh you know paul wants to criticize my coach i'll accept it you're not allowed you're not allowed that's how nut low you are Okay. Yeah. See, this is the effect that the memes have had, folks. This just caused rancor and anger, and that's fine. No, I enjoy the memes. I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> well, you, you, you were you. Uh, the Jets just weren't sweating sideshow Cyril Grayson at the end of that game. No, the Jets had a bad play call. So I, I don't mind the go for it because you kill the game and you win if you get it. But there was a bad. There was miscommunication on what to do on that play, but. Honestly, that was the first time in forever the Jets had like a really tough loss, and I wasn't bothered by it in the least. We had to turn the game off this weekend, Jeff, as we were watching at headquarters, because we had to turn the Jets game off before halftime, because Tim wouldn't stop fucking doing his own play-by-play of the game while we're trying to watch the other games. But when things went sour, I I didn't feel bad about it all, because like, I don't want to turn this segment, which has nothing to do with the Jets, into a Jets segment. Okay, Jeff. But like what I've seen from the last five weeks has me on a rocket ship going to the moon. I'm very happy about what I'm seeing. Well, I mean, in this game, the Jets, the, the the Jets to the moon, Dogecoin to the moon, fart NFTs, which are a thing apparently now, to the moon. How many teams had better seasons than the Jets? Zero. Oh, several teams. But several. I can think of a lot of teams that had a lot worse seasons: Cleveland, Jacksonville, Miami. <laughs> uh, there are some, some teams that had worse years, but uh, we had a pretty, we had a middle of the road year. And uh, given how Seattle's played this year, that, that helped us too. Uh, in this game, I think it's simple. I think the Chiefs crush them, take everybody out by half because they're up by 30 points and they still cover easily. Uh, I know it's a lot of points for a in-division game. I don't care. I'll take the Chiefs to win this game. and I'll take them to cover the number. And we will tease the Chiefs down as the first part of a five-team, six-and-a-half-point teaser. I so, totally agree with Tim. You say six uh, and a Denver, half points. You say six and a half or six points. So we'll tease it to three and a hook. Okay. Sorry, Jeff. No, just Denver feels like uh, you know. There's a lot of narrative street that sort of comes into betting a game late in the season. Uh, you know, for many regards, like we sort of saw last week as it pertained to maybe some quarterbacks and home games, or you know, bat like coaches on the hot seat some teams will play hard other teams won't because you know they don't like the coach i just think kansas city's in a spot here uh fangio certainly fired and kansas city's in the spot here like tim said i i don't think mahomes takes four quarters of snaps uh so i fully assume they cover do you think that for sure Fangio is fired because the expectations with the Broncos coming into the year were not high. Like when we talked about that, I think they passed their win total uh, by a few games, at least like they were well behind in this division. They got a bit of buzz. It was the first year that Tim jumped off of them in ages. Like, and they had no quarterback. Like Teddy was good for a bit. And then he kind of crapped out. Now they're playing drew lock. They traded Von Miller. They didn't really give Fangio many pieces to really work with here. It feels like Elway should be the one who's fired. Well, he is leaving, right? Is he for yeah, sure? Yeah, but no, there's a real left up situation there because the estate is still in like um, yeah. debate. And there's a lot of people that think uh, the Manning family, not just Peyton, are going to be leading an ownership group that's going to be looking to come in and buy that team or at least be the face of the ownership. Um, 
in many regards, but El- it's almost impossible to fire Elway when there's really no owner. And yeah, but based on the Denver, the it's Denver Twitter right? stuff like- I follow, most of their beat writers uh, would be shocked. I think if if Fangio wasn't wasn't fired. Well, I know who I would want my D coordinator to be next year. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he's been there since 2019. He's going to end up being what 19 and 30. Ah, uh, it's just not good enough. Is he 19 and 30? Uh, really? Yeah, he has. It'll be 19 and 30 should he lose this game. And I said last week, Staley brought him, or he brought Staley into the league as an assistant in Chicago, then brought him to Denver. And I know this. I would love for Fangio to join up on the staff, and maybe hope for even Staley to 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 concede some defensive responsibility, even maybe the play calling. But if Fangio a either retires or leaves somewhere. He's going, there's going to be a barbecue in the spring where I get the entire treasure trove of Denver because he'll be a jilted, fired employee. And unless he goes somewhere in division or conference, uh, I'm going to get a treasure trove of information on you, Denver. <laughs> Did, was that who you were sweating in this division, the Broncos? No, but it's they've given us trouble. And that's like reverse... Um, what do they do so well? Break me down. Why do you sort of do such a good job with, with Herbert and some other things? So it's, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but upon Fangio getting fired, I am getting his fountain of, of inside Bronco information as it pertains to self-scouting chargers. It's going to be mine. So you guys mine. are, you guys are Kansas city. The coin is on yeah. Denver. I'm, I'm, I agree with what both of you guys have come to the conclusion with that. It feels like Mahomes is going to be sitting by halftime. I just worry that this is the first game of the week that people are going to have a chance to bet on. Who in the fuck is betting on Denver in this game? Like, it just feels like some, something yeah. weird happens in Denver covers. Everyone loses their money. That, doesn't that seem realistic? That's fair. <laughs> and this again, like I don't think Mahomes has ever had to play wild card weekend. So I don't know if there's, you know, they've never needed this last game. And I could see that, you know, maybe they, they make a play or two. And, you know, if I'm Kansas City, it's one of those games where you got to spy every punt, every kick, like everything has to be spied because they're playing for nothing and, you know, to, to make it fun in the last four quarters on, on TV. Um, and I don't totally disagree with you. I do just want to say about Kansas City, even had they won last week, I think like something is happening that um, like it was a bigger loss than the loss. And yes, it could potentially cost them home field and arrowhead and they have to play their first wild card game, but it's another team. You know, the chargers have beaten them. The bills beat them this year. The Bengals have beaten them this year. I still think Kansas city is the team to beat, but I think they've given all these teams that are trying to get to where they are and what they are. They've, they're just not feared by those opponents. Now, should Kansas City be favored against pretty much everybody? Yeah, they're still the team to beat. But in that loss, like it was more than a loss to me to the Bengals. Um, in, in many ways, it's just another. I, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I hope I, I said it. I hope I said it. Yeah, I, I don't know what you're trying to say either. Yeah, Kansas City is the best team in the league. They're the team that everyone wants to beat. Other teams think that they're the best. No, but when you beat them, when you compete with them, when you take them to the wire, even it gives you a confidence that you might not have normally had. And they have let every other good team in the conference do that. 
but they're not as good as they were. And they seem eminently beatable, even though they're the betting favorite and your team, if you had to pick one in the AFC for sure to get there, they'd be the safest pick, but no one will be surprised if they lose any game in the playoffs because they just keep losing to all the good teams this year. So we'll see. Yeah. Tim's more smart. Uh, yeah. This makes me, I don't know if a debate would be the best strategy for me <laughs> from this, you know, political maven over here. Co- Colin COVID. And, you know, you don't have to do it anymore. Uh, I'm going to take Denver plus 10 in this spot. Dallas and Philadelphia is the other Saturday evening game. Uh, Philly's favor, sorry, is a seven point underdog. A lot of home dogs this week. 42 and a half is the over under. I don't know what's going on with the Cowboys. Like I fell, I, I tried to galaxy brain myself out of taking the Cowboys only to galaxy brain myself back into the Cowboys a week ago against Arizona. I still can't really tell you what happened in that game. Dak looked like crap is essentially what it boiled down to. So this comes down to one of two things. Dallas's run defense is still really bad. And Philadelphia can most definitely run the ball. But it feels like watching a lot of Eagles games, once Hurts gets going and this offense gets going, it's normally in the second half for one thing. But, like, they keep playing all these really shitty teams really close in the first half, and Hurts looks like absolute garbage. And they get it going, and you look at the final score, and you're like, oh, yeah, Philadelphia won. But... This feels like a big step up in class for them, I think. Because Dallas felt like the situation, we went over their schedule and who they had played over like the past six weeks. And it was absolutely nobody. That's who they were beating. And so we know they had beaten good teams earlier in the year, but we hadn't seen it in a while. Now they play a moderately good Cardinals team and just lose. It wasn't even really close. So now you get the Eagles. I don't know how to judge these teams is the problem. I'm thinking about siding with the points, but there's a world where Dallas is just significantly better than Philadelphia. Well, the Eagles have nothing to play for, so why do they show anything on film this week? Why not treat this as a complete buy? Eagles have nothing to play for. Because, because we've been in this situation too many times, and that team wins the game outright. Yeah, but not as often as they don't. Not as often as they well, don't. Well, usually they're giant underdogs. Underdogs don't win as often as favorites well, do. And the Eagles are giant underdogs. Again, I just the I don't know why Hurts would play more than a couple of snaps. I don't know why they would do anything against a team who they could very well turn around and play next week in the playoffs. I, uh, I'll just take Dallas. I, I think Dallas a needs to get clicking a little bit before the playoffs and B Philadelphia has got no reason to do anything that could stifle or trip Dallas up because they very well need to need to play that card next week or in two weeks time. So I, I think in this spot, you got to take the, you got to take the Cowboys. Jeff, is That's there, is there ever going to be a bigger seven point teaser than chiefs Dallas on Saturday? <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah, well, that's going to be. Well, it is part of mine. I'm teasing the Cowboys. Of, of course, every everyone in America with access to DraftKings Sportsbook. If you use code DOP, you get some sort of bonus. By the way, so I'd recommend you go do that if you just start downloading the app for the first time. But there will be seven point teasers in play: Kansas City minus three, Dallas pickup. Like that's what every bet in America is going to be on Saturday. And as we sit here recording, this is the another favorite on Saturday that I'm willing to get in front of. And Tim sort of highlighted the questions as to how much Hertz could play and Dallas's need to sort of get it um, get it going before they, they host. So yeah, I'm I'm on Dallas here. I'm gonna lay the touchdown. I'm not expecting two close games. I'm pretty I don't know. I, both of these favorites, I'd be shocked if if you went 0-2, like shocked. I know one and one still gives the house money, but it's two TV games and they'll have my juice. I'm going with Philadelphia. 
I'm just not impressed by Dallas right now. And these teams are weirdly similarly constructed. Obviously the better offensive weapons side with Dallas. And I think that Dallas's defense gets a lot of pub because they have giant playmakers. It's Dallas. So you're just familiar with so many of their defensive guys and like super rooks coming off and leading the league in picks everything like that. But that Philadelphia's offensive and defensive line are just very good as well. And I do think that if Philadelphia comes out and tries in this game and Hertz does end up playing, or even if it's Minshew, like Minshew's, listen, he's not as good as Hertz, but he's not like, he's not, who was the absolute plug that Minnesota played last week? Mannion, who looked like Tim Andrikas trying well, to run. If the Eagles play Dallas next week in the playoffs, I would probably want to take Philly in the points. But in this circumstance, I can't. All right, I'm taking Philly in the points. I'm gonna see. I, I'm doing your work for you. I'm making the opposite picks of you guys. You give you, you have a chance to catch me. I'm putting putting the hammer down. If Denver and Philly cover on Saturday, watch out because I'm probably just walking away with the spread title again. Did you know that one in three Americans regularly suffer from nausea? And although I'm not American, I too suffer from nausea from time to time. Sometimes it hits me right before I start recording, and it is disastrous. Fortunately. I actually have a product that has been helping me out, making sure that it's not really a problem when I record anymore. Relief Brand is where you want to be at. You got to check out Relief Brand. Relief Brand is the number one FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband that has been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness or anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and so much more. I can tell you it has worked for me. And it's awesome because it's 100% drug-free, it's non-drowsy, and provides all-natural relief with zero side effects for as long as you need. The technology was originally developed over 20 years ago in hospitals to relieve nausea from patients. But now, through Relief Brand, it's available to everyone, including me and including you. And it works to stimulate a nerve in the wrist that travels to the part of your brain that controls nausea. Then it blocks the signal to your brain, is sending to your stomach, telling you that you're fine. And I put it on. Then I don't have it anymore. It, it's so effective. It's kind of incredible. Relief Brand is the only over-the-counter wearable device that has been used in hospitals and oncology clinics to treat nausea and vomiting. Relief Brand just released its newest model, Relief Band Sport. The Sport is waterproof, features interchangeable bands, and has extended battery life. I can't tell you enough about the wonders that Relief Brand has worked with me. Don't let nausea keep you from doing what you love. Right now, Relief Band has an exclusive offer just for Pat Mayo Experience listeners. Imagine that! If you go to reliefbrand.com and use promo code MAYO, that's M-A-Y-O for those of you who can't smell, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping and no questions asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So head to R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D.com and use my promo code MAYO. For 20% off plus free shipping. Green Bay and Detroit. Sunday game. Detroit is a two and a half point underdog at home against the Packers. 42 and a half is the over under. Expecting Jordan Love to start in this game as the Packers have locked up the one seed in the NFC. There's no point of playing Aaron Rodgers here and just you get to have another extended look at Jordan Love who we haven't seen since the Kansas City game where he did not win but he did cover that game i think a lot of people forget that and you have this detroit team who just got absolutely shellacked by the seahawks and russell wilson's potential final game in seattle it wasn't so much russell wilson as rashad penny could not be he was an object at rest him he could not be stopped on sunday but i like detroit a lot here though 
Do you like who yeah, who I is do. playing for Green Bay? Like we know Rodgers isn't, but are, are like is AJ Dillon going to start at running back instead of Aaron Jones? Because that's the case, he might Why run for like two hundred and fifty yards. Yeah, I think Dylan. I don't I don't think we see any Aaron Jones. I can't imagine we see Devontae Adams like on the defensive side, any of their stars. I don't know why they play. Just you got no reason to, right? And yeah, Detroit gets crushed, but all year long, Detroit gets crushed and then they come back and they play fine. Like they're completely unfazed. They're like a starting pitcher who gives up a crooked inning and then comes back and throws and strikes out the side. They've done it all year long. Uh, it hasn't bothered them. And just, you know, it, this is a preseason game, essentially. And you're just giving me two and a half points in Detroit the last week of the year. There's nothing to play for. And what I saw of Love, I wasn't very impressed with. And they're not going to be giving him all the weapons that he could be playing with. So out of Detroit, seems like they'll be incredibly scrappy and hungry. And Green Bay doesn't have much to play for. I mean, I wouldn't bet this game. I wouldn't touch this game. But I will take the Lions. I'm leaning Detroit in this spot, too, Jeff. The question is. Are Detroit starters as good as week four preseason Green Bay's roster? Yeah, probably are. And this, like Tim, I'm leaning, or like both of you leaning the Lions, total narrative street wager uh, if you actually put real money on it. But there's no reason to believe with how hard the Lions have competed all season that they won't bring that same sort of compete effort into this game, which kind of makes this decision easy yeah but it's only two and a half points like the more the more skilled roster is still the Packers roster obviously when you take Aaron Rodgers off of that it becomes less skilled but I don't know like it's not like Detroit is a seven point underdog you're like that they they basically need to win the game at two and a half points is really what it comes down to do you trust Detroit to win the game I don't trust love to win the game though either and it's on the road, and so I'll just I'll just roll with Detroit. Like I said, without any big. Uh, are you drinking a diet Pepsi there, Jeff? Yeah, it is. That oh. triggers you a little bit. Oh, yeah, it does bother me. I think you're only drinking it because you know it'll bother me. Well, you it actually bothers you. Mission accomplished. Yeah, it does bother me. Okay, just think about that, folks. <laughs> yeah, think about it. Think how crazy Jeff is that he had to go out of his way to find a, a, a pop drink on air. He always he always out. drinks diet Pepsi. Not always. No, I have a keen eye as to what Jeff is drinking every week. And most weeks, it's not Diet Pepsi. What is it? There's an Pepsi in the house, and I grabbed one this week. There's no coincidence. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. There's no. All right. Diet Pepsi Zero, rookie of the year. Uh, will your quarterback won't even put that? Zach on the ballot in weeks where, uh, where the other people had good weeks because they know that he'll win the vote now every week. Like, obviously, Chase should win it for last week. Like Zach had an excellent week too, and they can't put him on the ballot because they want Chase to win. Because they Why? know because your your Mimi team is going to flood the internet vote because or what? Because the Jets are in the biggest market in the AFC, and if you give the opportunity for the fans to vote, they're going to win. Did you know that Tim said that Zach Wilson is the theoretical rookie of the year, Jeff? He missed too many games to be offensive rookie of the year, <laughs> but I am of the of the opinion that had he played the full season, and we've seen the progress that we've seen. But yeah, he probably in a year where there's no clear cut favorite. I think he'd probably be right in the mix, if not the rookie of the year on the offensive side of the ball. But then again, maybe having that injury and having the time to sort of take a breath and slow down and learn a few things has been really important for his development because he went from a quarterback who was tied for the most interceptions to, I think, 17th in the league with interceptions. Now I think I read. Uh, he no, just doesn't turn the ball over. When you don't play five games, that really helps out, doesn't no, it? No, but he just doesn't turn. The, he hasn't turned the ball over in in like four straight games now. 
he's got one of the longest streaks in the NFL of not throwing a pick. He, he's learned not to turn the ball over, and that, that's incredibly encouraging. That's the sort of stuff Sam could never shake. Zach seems to have sh- shaken it off. Uh, as Taylor Swift would say, shake, shake, shake it off. So I'm feeling pretty good about it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The coin is taking Green Bay, Indianapolis, and Jacksonville. Jacksonville is a 15 point dog at home to Indy. 44 ah. is the over under. <laughs> are the Colts good? Are the Colts good enough to cover 15 points on the road? I, I believe so. And not because the Colts are so good, but because their opponent is so poor. So you're taking Indy? I'm taking Indianapolis. And I'm also here to take a little bit of credit. There's all kinds of people. Yeah, go ahead. Put it up. Go ahead, Paul. Put it up. But, like, it's pretty clear from if they were going to redraft the 2021 draft, Jacksonville would take Zach over. That, I, I, I have not heard anyone besides you say that. In fact, no and, and listen, listen, listen they're, 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 you might be right that people don't want to admit that they were wrong about Trevor Lawrence, but all the discord that I have seen from NFL people is that Lawrence is going to be fine. Everyone would still draft Lawrence. Okay, sure. We'll give him another year. But like after, through, through a year of football, my position, which was the incredibly – minoritarian position on this issue is looking far more fulsome than those who said, Oh no, this is John Elway 2.0. Yeah. Maybe that'll happen. But like, it's basically, I went all in with two, three suited and the flop came down four five suited. Uh, so I'm open-ended and I have a straight and a flush and a straight flush draw. Y'all could win, but uh, things are looking in my favor right now. Jeff, do you recall the week before uh, the Jets beat the Rams last year and lost out on the number one pick. How pumped he was to get Trevor Lawrence. I do. He was, he was you, the YouTubing Lawrence videos, sending me links and, and telling us how great Lawrence was. It's much like when we get to Cleveland here and Baker's out for the season. I, I, I forget who, who was the one who nicknamed him Broadway Baker when it looks like he was going to the Jets and how pumped someone was. Look, you know, sometimes a person has to be a team player. Yeah, sure. Okay. By the way, it's that whole tweet starts with the line, he may be a bust. So and, and, and then uh, and then immediately compared him to a combination of Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers. Has the potential. As you can see, that's heavily caveated all over the place. And so so when is- you when you want to look for credit on things, right? What would you I'm take trying- away from these? Like, how, how would you determine? Like, do you determine that a win for you? Do you want credit because you said he might be a bust? Or if he was that, the best quarterback in the league, would you also then take credit for that too? I think that's me being a loyal fan, trying to be and prepare to be a company man in case they go in a particular direction. But look, my arguments have been laid down for weeks and years about Mayfield and Tua. Yeah, the, yeah, the, now- the, the moment Mayfield didn't go to the Jets, you were on his jock the entire time about how great he was. The moment he doesn't go to the Jets, he's awful. You're right. No one's allowed to change their opinion. Yeah, but Once you they- change your opinion, we know, for the most insane reason possible, is that you root for a piece of laundry and, I don't know, your mom washes it for you or something like that. So, yeah, you're upset that I'm gonna that I'm right. And, like, as Jeff mentioned, I think, the other day, like, outside of my Jets bias... Which I admit I have. I actually have a really good eye for quarterbacks. But 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 you, right. but you absolutely Heck don't. The the only two that you've been right about are only because they weren't drafted by the Jets, and then you said that they sucked. <laughs> That's not necessarily true. I oh said, really? Yeah. <laughs> I told Jeff I liked Herbert. I told him at the time I liked Herbert. 
I Jeff, is that true? Because I don't recall that whatsoever. I remember he hated Tua. Yeah, I don't really. He didn't put his like flag in the ground. He didn't put the flag in the ground about Burrow big time. Yeah, then you cursed him, and Jeff won his bet. And now he's playing fantastically. Which sure, is sure, but you, you, you said, also... as the custies will come out, as we will see next week, don't forget that Joe Burrow, according to you, was the biggest lock of all time to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. What happened? He injured his knee and didn't win because of it. When? Yeah, that's right. When, when did that happen? What did I you do? Like probably in close proximity to me flapping my gums about that. And what did you do in our Keeper Fantasy League that week? Yeah, I traded for him. Okay, sure. But again, see, here's what you're doing, right? You, you want to be on safe ground. You don't want to actually give me my due for being right about Lawrence yeah, but, not being yeah, that but great. You, you just say so anyone just who doesn't, but, you, like, but you say that anyone who doesn't play for the Jets is awful. Jeff, can you give me some more examples of Tim saying guys are bad or guys are good and that didn't turn out to be the case? Because now he wants to throw dirt on Lawrence all of a sudden when, when I was throwing dirt on Sam Darnold because he fucking sucked. That, oh, no, you need to give him more time. We got four I years of the said, same excuse. I just it's, all, it's all a never-ending cycle. And the fact that a guy in the same year, like, sure, you want tr- credit for Lawrence, whatever. I, I have to, I will give that to you. Not even reluctantly. Like, in this moment in time, I will give that to you. Thank you. But you cannot consider yourself a quarterback evaluating savant when literally we're within the same month where you proclaim Kirk Cousins better than Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, and then and then dug in deeper on it. I mean, Cousins' numbers have been very, very good since I said that, and then he missed the game against Rodgers because he contracted COVID. Like, yeah, okay. I still think Cousins is excellent. No, you and said you said that Packers fans would rather have Kirk Cousins as their starting quarterback. I know what Rodgers. I said. I know what I said, and I meant what I said, and I'm not taking it back. I said what I meant. I think that Rodgers is, while a marvelous quarterback, I like Cousins better. I stand by that. Also, Jeff, as we recall, we did our best quarterback rankings in the preseason. Do you remember who his number two was, plus who was his MVP pick for this year? And now is being talked about potentially being traded for, you know, they can just play the backup that they have, because apparently he's just as good. Is it Lamar? I don't know. It is it is Lamar. He's not been healthy, and that Ravens team has been healthy, but Lamar is untradeable because the amount of firsts you would have to give up for Lamar would be outrageous. No team was going to do it. I don't know about that. I do. Save with 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 certainty. There's no team with a with a with a war chest big enough to trade for Lamar. I mean, if you could trade right now, let's say Jeff, that you knew that Watson was going to be eligible to play. Who do you? Think I'd rather would, Watson. I'd rather Watson too. I would take Jackson a hundred times out of a hundred and everybody else would too. I want to hear about that. I want to hear about this in the comment section. You can tweet at us on Twitter as well that, I mean, with the caveat, I mean, we don't know if Watson's ever going to play again. So obviously at this point, yes, you would rather have Lamar Jackson. Let's say it came out tomorrow, reinstated, no suspension. Deshaun Watson can play week 18 and he can play every week moving forward. Who would get more in a trade? I'd say it would be Deshaun Watson. In that case, I still think it would be Jackson, but it would be closer. My part of my statement was that I, you know, we have to take into consideration the real world fact that. Yeah, but, but know, when I explained it to you, when I explained it to you, I said that we aren't considering that. So you just weren't listening. So in your circumstance. So, so you weren't, so you weren't listening, were you? You need to be a better listener, sir. And this is part of your main character syndrome that you're just waiting to talk. Oh, yeah, waiting yeah, to talk. yeah. Pat, is be Pat fair. done yet so I can talk? <laughs> That's 
not going through my mind. Anywho, uh, in this terrible game that I don't know, I, I, I guess I like the Colts to win by 17. I, uh, the Jags, the Col- the Col- I'll take the Colts. Yeah, the coin, the coin is with you. I'm going to take Jacksonville. Jeff, did you see Wentz's immaculate touchdown throw to T.Y. Hilton this weekend? Yeah. I'm going to take Jacksonville here. Um, late back door. Not exactly stressful in terms of losing the game, but yeah, they're not. Yeah, I'm going to take all these points. That was Wentz's only touchdown pass. You know, I've been saying for weeks that a Colts bet to win the Super Bowl cannot win, and it's because you have Carson Wentz. There are a couple of bets out there that just have no chance of winning. And one of them is the Colts because Wentz is not good enough and is too, is just it's too awful. When did and we saw it? When did Wentz go down last year? Last year? Yeah. I think he played the season out for Philadelphia. Did he not? No, because Hertz was yeah, playing he, at the end of the year. Wasn't he? He was, I don't, I, I don't remember. He, he doesn't play. play. He's like beaten down. Did he go on IR? Like, wasn't he just beaten down? Yeah. Sort of more so means, than... I, I can't recall. He played to the first week of December in a game against Green Bay, which they lost 30 to 16. This is something that a lot of people I don't think are talking about. That Wentz was, let's see, four, five, six, seven, eight in a tie. One, two, three. Three, eight, and one last year as the Eagles starters. What was uh, King Phillip with the Colts last year, Jeff? Nine and seven, ten and six. I, I thought they yeah, were. Ele- I thought they were eleven and five last year for some reason. The Titans won the South, but maybe they were. Yeah, but I, I think that the Titans held the tiebreaker. They would have had to have been at least ten and six because the Dolphins missed at ten and six. Yeah. So Wentz goes to the Colts. Now they're two games worse. Hertz takes over in Philadelphia, and they're like six games better. But we're not. No one seems to bring that. And the narrative is that Jalen Hurts sucks. <laughs> That's a very fair point. I, I yeah. think that. Wentz is bad and Hertz is better than Wentz. I think that's a very fair statement. Washington and the Giants. Jalen Hurts also very oh. mindful. Wrote a letter to the league on behalf of those people at the Washington Stadium that almost killed Jalen Hurts by falling what through the stadium. What a disgrace! God, what a disgrace for the stadium or Jalen Hurts for that whole football team. Yeah, just a just an up and down disgrace. I got no time for them. I'll take the Giants here. <laughs> I don't know. I have no I have no analysis in any way to cap this game. It's an unwatchable game. No one will be there to watch this game. Dozens will be there in person to watch this game. Uh, I say that. God knows. They might get like 40,000. I have no idea. But uh, it's unwatchable. It's garbage. You're giving me points with the Giants. I shall take them. And uh, that's that. Did Joe Judge look at the Patriots game plan from the Bills game, be like, well, that really worked. Let's try that. Like, what the fuck was he doing? I don't know that they have a plan. They were, that game, as we saw, that game was over in 35 (laughs) seconds. So, like, at that point, what's the difference? I I guess so. Mike Lennon's hurt now, though, too. (laughs) Does it make a difference? We might get uh, Jake Fromm again, your guy. Another another, another good quarterback evaluation by you, by the way. Jake Fromm is Go going ahead. to be starting over Josh Allen. Yeah, well, part of that was a troll at Bills fans. Uh, oh, so 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 now whenever you're wrong, it's just a troll. Now you're pretty dead. That was like one of your bold proclamations of the year. Yeah, but I was also kind of trolling Bills fans. Look, I just can't justify laying a touchdown into the right right now for the, with uh, the football team. Paul Sha- Paul Shaughnessy is calling you fake news from the other room. Yeah, well, he can say what he wants. He, I, I mean, I said what I said. There's no doubt about that. 
but my intentionality behind it was was half tongue in cheek. Uh, Jeff, I don't know what to do here. So this is you know like last week where these games this late in the year, these garbage teams, they can be hard to cap, and your models can honestly just mean nothing. <laughs> like I, I y- don't bet on this game. Have no, some you know, I just mean don't like the Giants. What the Bears was this? It was a touchdown line, right? Yeah. <laughs> just absolutely insanity. Um, yeah, the John. Gi- I'm not betting the Giants. I don't give a shit. I'm taking. I'm taking Washington. Like Washington's um, better. Washington's better than the Bears are. Marginally, sure. Sure, but, but like, sure, marginally or not, they are better than the Bears. But they get. I don't care. I don't care. I'm not playing. I'm not laying that many points at Washington. There's too many on the road. I don't care. Uh, there might not be a more cringe situation than the Giants in all of football. Yeah, well, you know what? Their fans got two Super Bowls in the last 20 years, so I'm cr- crying crocodile tears for them. I don't care how cringe it is. I would kill to be in their circumstance where my team looked hopeless right now, but I had two Super Bowls and all the Super Bowl swag and the NFC Championship game swag and stuff and divisional championship swag that I could wear. I would die to be in their circumstances, so they'll get no sympathy from me. It's true, because the Jets and the Giants are essentially the same franchise, except the Giants have two Super Bowls in the past decade. They have, Yeah, that's right. The Jets have two championship game appearances in the last 15 years, and the Giants have Super Bowls. Uh, but at least the, but the Giants have no hope right now. The, the Jets are, are, are certainly on the upswing. But. All right, I'll, I'll tell you on Washington, Jeff, and just call it a day. Chicago and Minnesota. Oh. The Vikings are favored by two and a half at home. 44 is the over-under. I'm Kirk Cousins is going to be back for this game, right? I assume so. Yeah, Minnesota, probably my super lock. <laughs> this seems easy. I'm not going to go as far as super lock, but I'll be with you with the Vikings in this game. Yeah, like the, the Vikings are good. They're just wildly unlucky, probably because you cursed them to pick them to go to the NFC Championship game. But like the Bears are not good at all. Like they're a bad football team. Yeah, if Fields were playing. I might feel differently because I, I still think Fields is, is exceptionally talented. He might play. He might. Not... He he may play in this game. Well, I wouldn't expect it. Maybe he does great, but because I want to see him play again before the season ends, because I still have high hopes for him, and I hope whoever they bring in, in in Chicago to coach can use his talents better than Nagy has. But yeah, it, it's crazy that this is a two and a half point spread. This is basically Las Vegas telling you these teams are equal, and that that is not the case. So yeah, the, the, give me the Vikings. Is, is this an overreaction, Jeff, to what the Bears did last week against the Giants for some reason? Uh, potentially. Again, this is just like both these coaches are fired, right? Yeah. But Mike Zimmer doesn't need to ever work again. He's got his bodacious babe wife. Yeah. That's, that's well, that's sort of where the lion, where the Vikings lost their, their hunger, you know? <laughs> Are you gonna, who are you taking here? I'm going to join the party on the Vikings, but this is really like which team do you think likes their coach the most? Because it's not even about which team is more talented. Because the more talented team, like one of these teams is going to be so checked out, I feel. I just don't have a clue which one it is. 
I just think Minnesota's better. Even if Minnesota plays like six to its 60th percentile outcome, they probably still beat the Bears here. Cincinnati and Cleveland, the game with very potentially very few ramifications when it comes down to it. The Bears, the Browns, sorry, are three point dogs at home. 42 and a half is the over under. We're getting Keenum here, not, not the hero, Nick Mullins, right? We're getting Keenum, which means the Browns have a chance. The guy who should have been playing for the Lamb for the, I mean, Stefanski should be relieved from his responsibilities for not having played Keenum the last four or five weeks. This team could easily have been a playoff team if they had been quarterbacked by somebody competently on Christmas Day and last night and this week. Anyway, uh, or against the Raiders for that matter, but uh, they haven't been. So I like the Browns here. The Bengals could technically get as high as the one seed if things break their way, but yeah, of course they'll but, know, but they'll know right, the Chiefs, they, they they'll should know, know from, right away. Right. Well, they'll know from the chiefs game, right? They'll, they'll yeah. know from Saturday. So assuming as we do that, the chiefs win the game, then the Bengals really will have nothing to play for other than maybe seeding. And I don't think they particularly care. I mean, if anything, the lower seeding is better. You'd rather go to Nashville. Uh, I would think as a four seed rather than be the three seed and then go to Arrowhead perhaps in the divisional round. So, yeah, I, I think that Bengals will treat it as a bye week, and they should. And the Browns will be competently quarterbacked, and then the Browns still have a ton of talent, and they'll win the game. Uh, I'm with so you. Give me the Browns. I'm with you. I'm taking the Browns in this one plus three as well, Jeff. Patrick, I'm on the Brownies. I expect the Bengals to be playing for nothing and enjoying their time off, and I'm proud of them. Good for them it, and their fans. If the Chiefs win, do you think we see Burrow? I mean, if the Chiefs lose. If the Chiefs lose. No, if the Chiefs win this game, do you think that Burrow will end up playing in this game? No, absolutely, absolutely not. Then they really have nothing to play for. Cleveland it is. I mean, we. I think we said that the moment that Baker went down when he tried to make that tackle off the pick and, like, blew out his shoulder, that he, like, I don't know if he's, like, a league starter like the 20th best quarterback in the league if he's completely healthy, but banged up. Like he was the worst quarterback in the league, essentially. Yeah. Now, and Cleveland's hooked. They have to bring him back on the fifth year deal. No, they don't. They don't have a choice. They have to. There's no one else to get. They don't have a draft pick and there's no QBs out there who are significantly better than he. So if I were the Browns, I'd be like, (sighs) great. Stuck with him this year, and I'm probably stuck tagging him the year after that. Because like, no way. I don't know. I don't don't, don't don't think we see him back. I don't think we see him back. He has too much skill. You say, okay, you need to get a better quarterback. Oh, that's nice, but they don't grow on trees. So who are you going to pick up? You don't have a high enough draft pick to get a good quarterback. There aren't going to be any decent ones in free agency. You know, Russell Wilson is not coming to Cleveland. Aaron Rodgers is not coming to Cleveland. So what is to be done? I I think if you're the Browns, you are just simply stuck where you are running this back next year and praying that Mayfield doesn't get injured and they get better. I I don't see any other way forward for them. Oh, there's a quarterback for them. That's out there and is a free agent. I don't see it. I mean, as long as he's ready for week one, our guy could be the quarterback of the Browns, Jameis. I don't see it. I think Jameis will stay in New Orleans. That's where, if I were the there's, Saints, there's no way him. he's staying in New Orleans. Why not? He was the guy there until he got hurt, and he continued to be the guy. The, I would the, say that. the Saints will draft someone, or, or that's like a Russell Wilson. That I mean, that's actually where I think that Baker ends up is New Orleans. But. I mean, he's across, I just don't he's think the Browns across can let him Drew, go. He's across of Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers. Perfect fit. I know, but I don't think the Browns can let him go. I, I think that team cannot get better at quarterback, and they, they really can't afford to get worse. I think they're stuck. Between- he's having offseason labrum surgery, so that's that's no good. Like That's, that's a big red Where flag. I, leave, I would give him the fifth-year extension, and we'll play it out, see how it goes. Right. I don't think he's back. 
Round of Cleveland's Tennessee and Houston. Uh, probably no Derrick Henry in this game, although he's back on the practice field. So the Titans really do need this one, as weirdly as it is. No team stands to benefit more from a bye week than they do. They are 10.5-point favorites in Houston. I like Houston. Uh, Houston gave them just an absolute gut punch last time, beat them outright, and it's just it's this defensive line. We even saw it in the San Francisco game last week. The big difference was Trey Lance was able to run away from those guys, and even they made Trey Lance look really bad in the first half. Then he kind of gathered himself. He got it together a little bit. He started running a little bit more, and then it just turns out there was guys wide open down the field. Um, obviously, the Titans... Okay, here's the thing. I know I said this, and maybe I'm just buying into platitudes or not. Jeff, I'll ask you. Yes, getting Derrick Henry back is so big for them, right? Or is it because they've been running the ball pretty effectively without him? Yeah, the numbers sort of show the splits that, like, the yards per carry uh, by pretty much a lot of the metrics are almost identical. So, I don't know, that just... It's another part of that running back conversation. I'm with you, though. I'm going to take Houston plus the points here. Davis Mills... Uh, rookie of yeah, the year. I don't know. Pardon? The real rookie of the year. That Tennessee defensive line, I do got to say, I watched a lot of that football game. That was the football game I cared about. That was the football game that had the Chargers interest. Um, they dominated. I mean, Tua played horribly, but he almost didn't have a chance the way he, Tennessee dominated first and second down. Uh, Tua was running for his life that whole game. I don't know. It was a real ugly scene, but I smiled through it. Now, to be fair, the Dolphins have the worst offensive line in football. The Texans is not good, but it's not like historically bad at the same time either. So I think that they might be able to hold up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, they have just been so good up front and for all the changes that they made in Tennessee on the back end, letting go of a lot of the veterans and, a lot of the offseason conversation was, um, you know, Vrabel, he's a defensive guy, but he can never seem to get this defense. Like now this defense is the timing of how well this defense is playing should, um, you know, maybe raise some eyebrows. But I agree. If you're lucky, I don't want to say lucky, but if you're if well, if you're lucky enough to advance through wildcard weekend and you draw this, the Titans off a bye. No disrespect to to the Titans. I've given that in the past, but I mean, in terms of the one seeds that I grew up being one seeds, that would be considered a soft landing for the team that gets to go there. So I would agree with Tim, like just in the historical context of what an American football conference one seed means. It is. They remind me a lot of the Eagles team. That was the one seed in 2017. That seemed incredibly soft uh, in terms of being a one seed, but that team went all the way to the Super Bowl and won it. So uh, I respect the Titans, even though I think like Jeff, <laughs> I agree. This is not a Patriots or a Chiefs juggernaut like we're used to uh, in, in a one seed. I'll take the Texans here. Too many points. All right. So Houston for the three of us, the coin is on Tennessee, Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Ben sure looked good on Monday night. He's a good guy. Yeah. Great guy. Great, great, great human on and off the field is what they say. Yet about I, don't old ben I don't understand this spread. Well, I mean, Lamar might be back. Lamar might not be back. These teams aren't theoretically dead yet in the playoffs. The Ravens are five and a half point favorites. 42 and a half is the over-under. I still don't think... Lamar has to be really hurt if we're not seeing... Like, we didn't see him in any of those critical games. A guy can probably barely walk, right? 
I, I agree. I, I can't imagine we do see him in this game. I just I, I wouldn't expect it. I just think the line is way off. Like the Steelers, are putting them on the teaser to get them to 12 because I think the, the spread is wrong. I expect the Steelers to win the football game. The Ravens are sort of just – they're just done. They're beaten. They have given their all the last few weeks, and they just – they got – the last six weeks has just been a disaster for them, starting with the Ravens-Steelers game when they went for the deuce and didn't get it and lost. And like nothing has gone right for them since. And I feel bad for them. They're incredibly injured. They've been incredibly unlucky. And that's the way it goes. This is a better team than some that are going to make the playoffs when healthy, but they're not going to make the playoffs. And so that that's just how it is. I, I like Baltimore. I like Baltimore too. I, I think yeah. when we look at this, it's got to, like they're got, they're not going to end the season with this ugly taste in their mouth. Pittsburgh just played its quintessential final thing. Uh, whatever you want to call what we watched on, on Monday, Baltimore, this could be a super lock. What, what is the scenario? Can you lay out the scenarios, Tim, where Pittsburgh makes the playoffs and Baltimore makes the playoffs? Both of them require the Colts to lose to Jacksonville. And then they would get in as long as the Chargers and the Raiders don't tie on Sunday night. Do you, do you think that would be a possibility, Jeff, that if it got to a circumstance where both teams could make the playoffs if they tie, that they just traded kneel downs for 60 minutes? No, only if it got to overtime. I don't think the NFL would tolerate that. I think well, the consequences. Are they supposed, are they only so, if it got. Only if if by natural the, if by natural cir- if by natural circumstances they played the game and it went to overtime, 24-24, whatever score it is, uh, then I think you could probably see a part of overtime become like hyper conservative. Sure. Uh, and, and let's just go. We did our our part here. Um, Oh, sure, but that's different than knees. But, yes, I agree with you there. But, yeah, that's what it requires for both the Ravens and the Steelers. Everything hinges upon Jackson. If Jacksonville upsets the Colts, things get very interesting. But if the Colts win, they're in, and then the loser uh, of the Raiders and the Chargers are out as well. Would you find it odd that Jacksonville is playing a hinge game in Week 18? That's look, that's when you when you play the all divisional schedule, even bad teams can sometimes upset things. I mean, we saw it last year. Buffalo had absolutely nothing to play for and took a team out of the playoffs. It does happen. It does happen year after year that some weird situation. Buffalo was garbage, garbage, garbage in 2015. And the Jets lost there in a hinge game and missed the playoffs. And that Jets team could have easily won the Super Bowl. <laughs> easily. Yeah, they, they couldn't win in week 17, but they could have easily won the Super Bowl, could they? I do think that team was talented enough to do so. Okay. That brings us to the midway point of the show, meaning it is time for Cust Corner. Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner. Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States, but it's Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner. Cust Corner, not what people are calling it, but I I, I kind of want to use my time to ask Jeff some questions because no you I, you you had your time for the, the it's not about that this is about his trip oh, oh okay I want to ask him all about this what patent describing is like gourmet gas station food called Wawa. Okay. Tell me about Wawa. Hold on, I lived in Jersey for a year. Well, between Jersey and New York. I wouldn't call it gourmet gas station food. I'd call it subs that are better than Subway. 
I want to hear all about this because apparently Jeff became so enamored that this is where he and his wife were going for New Year's Eve for supper. So I want to hear all about the Wawa. Tell me about it, Jeff. Okay, so we didn't go there New Year's Eve for supper, but I did stop there after we had an early setting New Year's Eve dinner for an icy. Um, I don't know what that is. Uh, it's like the froth. It's just like a Slurpee, but it's a specific kind, which are my absolute favorites. But yeah, Tim kind of said, or Pat said it. I was really enamored with it. It's just this, uh, it's a gas station, but the store is like eight times bigger than what we have at home. And there's a full staff, like hoagie shop, like a fully staffed hoagie shop in there. And then they also have these, um, like, uh, like under these, uh, like these pretzels under the, under the, like the hot counter and, yeah, I don't know. Good, good stuff. They sort of have the things I like. I was, I was impressed. I, I want to ask Wawa. you about this robot that you saw, which is this automated robot that like brings you your food or something. So you and Hustler were tweeting about it, and you that, said, "Oh yeah, I've got this." Yeah, I, then I, I saw my hotel in Los Angeles. Uh, we needed an extra room key for something, and a robot brought us the room key. And I saw it later in the evening, and it was acting like it was security in in the elevator. That's I think terrifying. This, Why is that terrifying? I think that's just, I, if I ran a hotel, having these like little bots that went around to do all this meaningless stuff that I would want my employees to focus on like real stuff. Like I don't want the person at the front desk to go have to go like find a bellboy to bring you up a room key. If you're too yeah, stupid, you like that a you pillow lost. or something. Yeah, like just just float up the robot. Go to this room. It's on a track. It seems super efficient and super easy. I love it. I don't want RoboCop coming to my room and giving me my room key. No. And what if they make a mistake? I can't ask it to do something different. I can't criticize it. Or I like Huss asked what would happen. Are, are, are you saying that these robots take away your Karenness? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if service is inadequate, the robot can't answer my questions. Or if they bring up the wrong thing, I can't say this is what I actually I need. I have to then pick up the phone and call down to the front desk and say that your useless robot didn't bring me what I wanted. I wanted X instead of Y. Whereas when a real person comes, you can talk to them like a human being and say, look, I don't know what they told you at the front desk. Actually, I was looking for a couple of extra toothbrushes because I forgot them, not yeah, gloss. I, or whatever I, I, yeah, they I, I, need, I need to take a couple extra toothbrushes because I forgot mine. <laughs> but, well, yeah, but, this would, but this would be no different. You call down to get your order in the first place, or you probably just do it from the app, I'm guessing. So I, well, I, you, you wouldn't do that, would you? I would pick up the phone in the room. The robot could probably scan your bag on the way at the door to see. I won't. I won't allow it. I don't want that robot anywhere near. Why do I need a robot? I don't need a robot. There are people there, and you can tip those people. It delivers room service. I don't. And yeah, say the robot brings up my room service. Like Huss said, what happens if he doesn't bring my diet coke? Then the thing goes out the window. Okay. Well, well, then what happens if some guy doesn't bring your diet coke? I say, excuse me. Was there a Diet Coke on the order? And he says, yes, there was. I'm sorry, I'll bring you in right away. Okay, but you would actually get your Diet Coke faster from the other robot once you called down because it would already be there with your Diet Coke to bring up. This this guy now has to go back, get your Diet Coke, come all the way back up after you've gone full Karen on him, saying, I'm the customer here. You're not treating me well enough because that's what you do. That's not what I would do. But I don't care. The ro- I don't trust the robots. They- I can't ask the robots questions. Why, why are I- you asking the guy bringing you your food questions? Like, here's your that's, food. 
Well, I might. What if I wanted extra salt and pepper packets because I don't know that they gave me enough? Did you? Did, did you? Or do, do you think he just? What is he? Like, fucking Hank Scorpio? He just has like extra cream and sugar in his pockets. And he's gonna dump and it you in don't your have to tip yes, the robot. They up those carts and there's all kinds of stuff on those carts to accommodate people like me who want extras. Tim, you don't have to tip the robot. I don't want these robots running my life. I don't want the robot acting security. I don't want the robot bringing me my stuff to my room. I don't want robots. Why do you hate like robots? robots? They scare me. I'm terrified of robots. Terrified. Why, Why are you like terrified you're of terrified of cell phone chargers in the car? I'm not terrified of those. I'm you were. You were terrified that you were going to plug in your phone in the car and it would explode on you. That's what you were. I was to quote you. I'm terrified of that happening. Well, because somebody told me it could happen, and then when I thought about it, I thought, oh my god, maybe it could. Isn't your Nespresso a robot? No, it's not a robot. I don't tell it to do things. Yeah, you do. It doesn't move. It isn't like Rosie from the Jetsons. Like, it's not a robot. Uh, anyway, I'm terrified of robots. I don't want nothing to do with robots. They don't need to be running my life. I have this theory that every new restaurant that opens in a city should have to have an all-you-can-eat buffet as oh part God. of the deal. They don't, they, don't, the, they don't want low lives like you just hanging it around. It doesn't matter what the restaurant is, what type of food they serve. They have to provide some shape or form of an all-you-can-eat buffet. Gross. I believe this will guarantee that you leave that restaurant as full as possible, which should be the goal as the diner, to leave completely full. You never, ever, ever have to worry about a customer saying that I left the place hungry. I didn't get enough food. Because what, what is the difference between full and completely full? Because I don't, I'm not as not, a non-glutton, unlike yourself. I don't like to eat until I almost have to throw up. Sometimes there's a nice medium. Like, hey, this was this is good. This is a nice little small meal. I, portions are too big anyway. You want all you can eat buffet? Yes, I do. I want that to be available in every, the ones that don't have them yet, they're grandfathered in. But from that point forward, Every restaurant, no matter what, has to have a type of uh, all-you-can-eat buffet. Whether that be a salad buffet or whatever. Like, There's lots of flexibility what that is. But every restaurant of every stripe, new ones have to include an all-you-can-eat buffet. That will guarantee 100% satisfaction from the customers. It's a brilliant idea, and it should be in place. It's an, it's a moronic idea. <laughs> One of your worst ever. Yeah, no, it's, it's not a moronic. <laughs> this idea is so bad. It's such a great idea. Why? How, you have yet to explain why it's a good idea. Everything you've said, said makes it sound horrible. Every customer. It's abhorrent. It's it's disgusting. Because? You want a buffet? Go to Mandarin. I want a buffet everywhere I go. It guarantees the customer always leaves completely full. It guarantees that the customer always has a happy experience. I, 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 there's only upsides and there are no downsides. Yeah, well, the downside is I have to see people like you at restaurants I want to go eat at. Too bad. Oh, your delicate uh, personality doesn't allow for you to see people that are below Pat Mayo. Is that what it is? Yes. Some very, of us, very, very, like, clear, very clearly, that is the case. You know this. Well, about but me. See, Everyone knows that about me. There's a I reason see. that I'm shelling out hundreds and hundreds of dollars to go to a restaurant because I want to be around you, scum. Well, I. <laughs> I like to stoop down and live amongst the people. You don't. I, I have great respect for the people. No, and the don't. people love all-you-can-eat restaurants or buffets. Love them. If people all love all-you-can-eat buffets, they would be everywhere. You realize that, right? 
No, because there are some elitist restaurant tours who don't want the all-you-can-eat buffet. Okay, to be in so their- so when yeah. we when we break down the the whole concept, if we have like a chart, let's say, and there's you know a complete pie graph of all of the restaurants are out there. Your fancy fancy pants elite restaurants take up what like fifteen percent of the market. Maybe 15 to 20, yeah. All right, let's call it 20 for the sake of this argument. So the other 80% on this graph could all be all-you-can-eat buffets because they're not trying to preach to some fancy, handsome man named Patrick. They're trying to, you know, get some gluttons in there named Tim, trying to eat all their food. It's not viable! That's why they don't do it. They will lose money. Well, but they can tailor the buffet to what they want. They want to just make it a salad buffet, that's fine. Like, it doesn't have to be everything on the menu all you can eat. That would be crazy. It's up to them. You're, you're insane. No, I'm right about this. People would love this. This would be an adored idea. Everywhere. And you, 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 know, you know now. Go to Pizza is, Hut. All, those were great. They, you know they, they actually weren't, though. Because the, the inherent problem with a buffet is that, like you always said, trying to beat the house, is that you inevitably always eat too much and then you don't feel good. There's a reason that... Chefs come up with proper portion sizes with things. You don't have to participate in the buffet if you don't want to. Then uh, why is this any different than when Wendy's adds a new item to their menu and you lose your shit? Like, that's one thing. That's one thing on a menu. This is an entire buffet at a restaurant. People are getting up. People are going back. Kids will always be there. Like, sometimes you want to have an adult experience at a restaurant. I know you don't want that because you're a little child. A buffet is an adult thing. And look. It ensures that when somebody invites you out to a restaurant, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, A, there'll be food there that I like, and I know I'll eat, be able to eat as much as I want, and I won't have to worry about coming home. If you don't like the food that that restaurant serves, that genre, it's highly unlikely you're going to like the fucking buffet, Tim. <laughs> See, I don't agree. Like if you go to an Indian restaurant, like someone drags you there, you don't like the food. You're not going to like their Indian buffet either, you know buddy. What? I know there'll be lots of non bread there, and I can fill up on that. Oh my so God. Like, I know that I'll be able to fill up on something. So they need to have a buffet so you can just. But you can, but again, if, if, the, if, the, the pita bread. Yeah, if you just went to the restaurant without the buffet, you could get as much non bread as you want. But people get invited to restaurants all the time, if not of their own choosing. And oh, do, uh, do they? Who does that? Who do you know that this has happened to? Have I ever picked the restaurant of the place we go to? No, because you're too scared to call a place and make a reservation. I am afraid of making reservations. That is true. It does make me. Let's angry. just why you're like, like you're afraid of sleeping in the dark, like that kind of afraid. I just, I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I just. I don't like doing it. But look, he, he no. He, he had to make pay. You afraid of starting the barbecue. He had like, to. He, he had to pay off a bet that he lost in a one and done, not with us last year, to book a seat at a restaurant uh, for the two winners, and Tim was the loser, so he had to pay for the meals. And then he refused to like call and book a reservation, so he said they couldn't go. But then someone booked for us. So, yeah, so, for so, so you had to get someone to do it for you. One of the winners of the bet had to do it for you. because You were scared to get on a phone call for 30 seconds to be like, hey, are there any tables at 7? No? Oh, okay. How about 7.15? Okay, we'll see you then. Whatever. They like, also just, showed you how to do it online. It's an awkward phone call to call up a place and say, can I have a reservation? And Anyway. Why? What's awkward about it? I don't know. It's, just, it's always like a weird call. It's, it's never a good call. No, it's usually a hostess who's paid to sound friendly. I know. It's just never a fun call. So I just don't like making those calls. So, I don't know. so I again, mean, when we talk about not hitting on you, like, most of the places I go to on a routine basis are not reservation type places. Like Sabaro? 
Yes, like fast food places, which are the predominance of the restaurants that I go to or fast serve places like delis or lunch counters, stuff like that. Like there was a place that used to be like a lunch shop across the street from where I used to work. Uh, you didn't make reservations there. I mean, it wasn't fast food, but it was like, uh, yeah, you, you got like fast order lunches at the counter there. You'd order. I like, just think you're, if you're awkward talking to like a female on the phone or no, anyone. No, no, I, I just prefer to have someone else make the reservations. I, I don't know how else to, to, to describe it. And anyway, you will see that the reaction from my, these comments will will upset you because there is a whole contingent of people who think like me and will be very delighted at the idea of, yeah, you know what? If they open a new KFC in town, there better be an all-you-can-eat buffet there for me. The people would be fired up. Oh, they're going to open a new IHOP? There better be an all-you-can-eat pancake station for me to eat as many. Hey, like a pancake I breakfast want. buffet at a breakfast joint. Like, that's not really the point. Any restaurant. No exceptions. Here's the thing. If no, people do, listen, I don't care either way, whether people agree or not, but if people do agree with you on this one, you're sitting on a gold mine. This is what you should be doing with, with your entire life, just making all-you-can-eat buffets everywhere. I, I think there is a shortage, at least where we live, a shortage of places that are all-you-can-eat. Growing up, I used to love the all-you-can-eat places. Why do you uh, think I, that all-you-can-eat places have gone the way of the dodo, Tim? Because people love I have them? no idea. Because people like them so much? I don't know. I, I can't explain it. I'm not an expert in the restaurant game, so I, I don't know the ins and the outs. But what I do know is that if every single place you go to has an all-you-can-eat buffet, I can guarantee you, you never have to leave uh, partially hungry. And uh, I think that is a good thing. Additionally, Jeff, the reason that Tim never picks the restaurants that we go to is because he doesn't know any restaurants, despite the fact that he's lived here far longer than I have now. <laughs> he knows a Japanese or Chinese restaurant. No Manchu Walk. Yeah, which I, I no. There's another the, the best Chinese food in the city, but I'm not allowed to. We're not allowed to go there. Apparently, I know. I don't want to go there because it's shitty. I've been there enough. It's, it's, it's really it's, bad. I used to live right next. I used to live right next to it. It is horrible. I have gotten food from there many more times than you have. Yeah, but you, you have just you have discernible bad taste. Everyone agrees on that. Like, and I mean, there are a few restaurants around town that I like, but I would actually not even want to win mentioned because people would just be laughed at uh if he, in your crew it isn't the best italian uh, pizza delight well it's not the best italian but they have this and it's like an, it, there you go it has a make your own bread station you can go up as many times as you want for bread that you can free breadsticks is that place even in business anymore pizza delight I think the one some are still in business some are not in business anyway i do know restaurants but like I don't know a lot of the fancy going to restaurants. Like to me, like going to a diner or a delicatessen is just as good. Yeah, for me. we can and go I to a diner if we're going for like hungover breakfast in the morning. I don't want it when when my wife and I and our friends are going out with you, and when you say my crew, your fucking friends are I know, going out. I know. <laughs> we don't want to go to a sleazy diner at eight thirty on a Friday night. Sorry, we want to go have a, have a meal. Why would you do Have you ever actually gone to a diner on a Friday night? When I used to live on my own, yes. Oh, my God. Like, we're, we're trying to get you up here a little bit. We're going up for a And nice I've been night. going to all like, these places. I know, and like that waitress hit on you and you didn't even realize it? I had no idea that that was going on. I, I'm very bad at picking up signals. Very, very bad. And honestly, like normally I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't try to troll you on this and I'm not trolling you, but it's not just me who said that. My wife said it. 
all of our friends. Oh, no, no, it. no. I know you're not calling me. I heard it from many people. I was like, that's how bad I am at reading signals, apparently. I, 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 I lack talent. She was really into Tim, Jeff. I mean, I can't blame her. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, look. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just didn't pick up the signals. But I have enjoyed these fancy places I've gone with our friends. So they, they, are, they are enjoyable. But... Like I'd be embarrassed to recommend the places I like to go to 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 us because like I'd be mocked. That's because you would probably say McDonald's. No, no. Although I like McDonald's, and I, I, I if you recommended us having a night at McDonald's, I wouldn't <laughs> be upset with that. You'd be sure Tim, of that. Tim, I'm not bringing my three year old son out. <laughs> I, I think McDonald's are nice. I, I mean, we didn't have to do it every time, but like I spent a lot of time in my life growing up in a McDonald's, so. You might like want to it. change that. You might want to like try broaden your horizon. Then maybe you won't be afraid of robots. Those robots need to go away. Uh, they're going to. It's going to be like Skynet. They're going to control our lives. I, I don't want these robots having any more authority than they already do. You know what's crazy? Paul has lived here for like six months now, and he's recommended more places to me than you ever have. Well, I don't want to recommend places to you because you'll shoot them down. I don't even know what they Little are. Caesars. You're just going to recommend chain restaurants. Paul's like finding places. Be like, hey, that place sounds good. Let's try that. Because he doesn't, if he goes to those places, when I am on my own and choosing where to pick up something for supper, I'm it's going Papa to Papa John's. I, yes, exactly. I go to what I know and what I like. I don't want to be adventurous and try something new when it's just me. I'm comfortable going with what I like and what I know. Then if, that, if that's the case and you were trying to recommend a restaurant to all of us, why would you pick one of those places? Because I don't, oh, I usually don't pick anything. Yeah, I you, usually stay silent. We, we have asked you, and you just never say anything. Well, because I just don't know any of the good places. Maybe you I do. mean, I know the names of good places, but then I, anyway, I'm bad at that. And you can't pick up the phone to call them to ask for a reservation. I don't like, I don't like, I don't like breaking reservations. No, I don't. I feel very strongly about that. All right. Last thing, very quickly, Jeff, before we get onto the late slate of games. Uh, Tim revealed us to today. Did you know that Tim ran a half marathon, by the way, Jeff? No. Yeah, this was years ago. Three or four or five years ago now, yeah. Yeah, and apparently they give you like a tryhard medal at the end, like a participation medal or something like that. It's an accomplishment medal. It's a participation medal. It might as well be a fucking ribbon. Like, you didn't win anything. I got the medal for running the half marathon. I mean, after you told us your time, it doesn't sound like you were doing much running. Well, I wasn't super fast, but I was under three hours, which was the important thing. You said you told us earlier today that you were on pace to finish this in two hours and 15 minutes. And what was your time? I was. 250-something. I, I hit a wall in the last few kilometers. So essentially, like you call it, you said you basically told yourself it's over, and then like the Andrew curse hit you in a marathon. No, you know, you start getting those stitches in your sides, and the, the, the terrain changed. And I just yeah, hit the a wall. Tra- the terrain changed into something that was easier to run on. Yeah, but it's just when you're used to X and then you get thrown Y, like it just throws you off. No excuses. I just, I, I, I went too hard too early, exhausted myself, and I, I labored to the finish. I have learned my lesson. Well, we congratulate you for finishing. I don't think you should get a medal for finishing because you could have walked the entire thing and finished if you wanted to, and you still would have got and the medal. Did, but, here's but, the thi- I- but here's the thing, Jeff. He wears his medal out. No. Just on the day of the marathon every year to sort of like participate in like honoring those who are currently running it. Like the same way that if you go to a university convocation, people are getting their degrees. 
other people are wearing the regalia too weren't getting awards that day it's all to participate in the experience these are like fellows who have also done what i've done it's like a a, a brotherhood and a sisterhood of people who have run the marathon and so yeah on marathon days like i'll go to the grocery store and have my medal on. Uh, it's over it's over it's over it's over. What, what is wrong with wearing the medals are meant to be worn. That, that is it's over. over. It's, fu- it's funny that you may have topped yourself with the craziest statement you've ever made. How is it any different than like an Olympic gold medalist going to the Blue Jays game wearing his gold medal to throw at a pitch? <laughs> like obviously an Olympic gold medal is a million times more impressive. <laughs> but like it's a medal that I earned for an accomplishment. <laughs> And I'm wearing it out on race day to sort of like participate in the experience with everybody. I've earned that right. I've earned that medal. It's meant to be worn. It's meant to be worn proudly. I was told congratulations when I, that medal was put on my neck. And I feel well, like- Well, they probably I thought that you won something. I did win something. You, I won a- you didn't win anything. You showed up and you finished and you got a medal for it. You're yeah. essentially stealing marathon valor. I'm No, I'm not because I ran the marathon. Yeah, but you, I didn't, did you didn't win it. You came like dead last. I, I did not come dead last. Really? And even did, if I did come dead last, it's buddy, my medal. You walk I, into that grocery store wearing that medal. They think you're Warren from something about Mary, okay? <laughs> I have earned the right to wear that medal on race day. Again, it's all about me sort of like showing solidarity with those who are in the race that day that they're all a part of the group who have been through that experience and if i do it again and get a second medal i will wear both medals out <laughs> I, I i don't see it any differently than like when masters sunday is oh, on fuck off, dude. <laughs> I, I don't i don't see it any differently i don't they won something i'm injured i hurt myself <laughs> stop it stop it it's not main care oh so so you're given this really nice medal and you're just supposed to never wear it that, <laughs> that how it is like oh. you know when remember when patrick reed won the masters and wore his green jacket everywhere for like an entire year he won the masters he didn't lose by an hour to our out of shape friend are you comparing this to like sergio putting on the green jacket to dance with his wife at his wedding i'm not making any comparison i'm just saying it's my medal and on race day every year for as long as i can i intend to wear my medal with pride because i earned it and i think other people do very similar things have you you ever seen anyone else do that i don't know i've been on the look for it I haven't been on the look for it, but how is it any different than wearing my team's jersey on game day? Or, like, I just don't see the difference. It's all part of the same cloth. I'm injured. Like, well, my sides. <sighs> you, I mean, sorry. I mean, it's an accomplishment. <laughs> you want to, don't want me to celebrate my accomplishment, but uh, I'm proud of my accomplishment. And it's only once a year. It's not like I wear it every day like a crazy person. But on I mean, race that, day, that would be crazy. On race day, I feel it's appropriate to don my medal and wear it about. You're just out there hunting for credit. When people see you with the medal on race day, they assume you've just run a marathon. You realize I just that. like this is just some local thing sponsored by like a bank, right? Yeah, like it is. In yeah. town. Yeah, the, Scot- the, the Scotia Bank Marathon. 
Yeah, but it's also a qualifier for the uh, the Boston Marathon. Yeah, well, you know actually, what? You, you didn't qualify their half marathon in three hours. I most certainly did not, but uh, it's called the Blue Nose Marathon. Uh, he he also the- told us that this year when he runs it, he's going to run it in two hours and 15 minutes. He's going to shave no, 45 minutes off his time. No, 2.30 is my goal. Man, 2.30. 20, okay, 25 minutes off your time is still a pretty lofty goal. I agree, but I was with the 215 marker for most of the race to the last couple of kilometers. So if I paced myself a little bit more. Well, if you paced yourself a little bit more, you wouldn't have been at that pace. And they changed the route a little bit so that you do the park earlier. Everybody gets a medal. (laughs) Only the people who actually compete in the race, Jeff. I earned my medal. I'm proud of my accomplishment. And yeah, Mm -hmm. on race day, if I, I haven't gone down to like watch the racers You're run, so I, soft. I would totally wear a medal, my medal to watch the racers run if it was nearby my house. He, I wear he, the medal. This isn't like a winning medal. This is the participation it's medal. Yeah. It's not a participation medal. It's an accomplishment medal. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm very proud that I ran a half marathon. I don't think I should be ashamed about it. Okay. No one, no one is saying like, that you should be ashamed. People, yeah, yeah. We you're are both now, saying it's a great accomplishment <laughs> that you finished this half marathon. You wearing the medal around on race day during the marathon when it happens every other year that you're not competing in is fucking nuts. I, I don't see it that way. I think it's mine <laughs> to wear every race day. I've he that doesn't way. see it. No, I'm in the fraternity of racers, and oh I get God. to wear it every race day for the rest of my life. You and think I this is it. like some Letterman jacket or something. Sort of. Oh my God! If Tim, sort if Tim was a high school athlete and got a Letterman jacket, he would still be wearing that right now. This is like Jeff's ridiculous claim that if I had kids, I wouldn't let Santa Claus give them anything because I'd be too busy wanting to take all the credit for myself. Speaking of that. Here's also what Tim told us about the marathon. Do you know what his favorite part was about the marathon, Jeff? The, the candy or apple juice? No, and they would like give you the water every, like, the volunteers. Like, they, say, they see your name, and they would say things like, keep on going, Tim, you're doing great. The clapping and the cheering and the applauding and the credit you get when you run a half marathon, it get, like, if you're the type of person from, for whom you can draw strength for that, maybe you people don't draw strength from that, but I do. And I, I was incredibly psyched for it. And I got a medal. And it's a nice medal. And I'm entitled to wear it on race day as like a, re- a piece of regalia uh, because I'm part of the, the group. It's like the people, like I said, who wear academic regalia to a convocation that they're not getting their degree at. People do this. Uh, I have a right to it. It's my medal. It's supposed to be worn about the neck proudly. I'm doing the marathon a service by further promoting it. How I don't see what the problem. There's got to be like some members only like club in town, like drinking casual social club that like has some jacket or something. Like, how are you not a member of something like that? I guess I'm just a member of a club that, which I am a member of a club, the Blue Nose Marathon Racers Club, <laughs> uh, of people who committed to an to an impressive accomplishment and, and, and achieved that accomplishment. I'm proud of what I did. And so I wear my medal proudly once a year on race day. I've been doing it since I got it. And it's not, not nowhere ostentatious. It's no one else does that. No one else does it. I don't know if anybody else does that. I have no, no. idea. I'm not on the look for it. Like when you're around town on race day, wearing your medal in the grocery store, going to the Tim Hortons, you don't see any other Warrens wearing their medals out. 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know whether they are, Jeff. Do you have medals that you would that you, you earn that you just never wear? Yeah, I all do. of them. I, I, <laughs> I do. They're probably in a box at my parents with my trophies from you know hockey and camp and baseball when I was eight to like sixteen. Okay, well, I'm proud of my medals and I wear it and I don't care. I think I should. I think anybody should. Vote Jeff, right? Vote Jeff. <laughs> okay. New Orleans and Atlanta. It's over. <clears throat> Atlanta is a four and a half point dog in this game to the Saints. 40 is the over under. The Saints need to win in San Francisco to lose, I believe it is, for them to get into the playoffs. Do I have that correct? Correct. The Niners lose and the Saints win. The Saints get in. And given that the Niners are dogs and the Saints are favored, it's probably the likeliest outcome. Well, when we're dealing with probability and stuff like that, and you, you kind of have to see what the actual outcomes are. But yes, um, I mean, yes, you are correct in that. But some of the stuff is off. Atlanta's going to win this game. So I'm going to take Atlanta plus four and a half. I agree with you. I like Atlanta in this game, too. Mm, no, I like it. I don't trust the Saints. Neither do also, I. Also, it's also me rooting for Atlanta. I don't want the Saints in the playoffs. <laughs> Why? Uh, I'll, I'll be alone here. I'll take... Uh, the Saints. I don't. I don't love it, but I'm making a hat trick here for Atlanta. Um, I don't know. Are you taking I Atlanta? Or are you that... taking the Saints? No, I'm going to take the Saints. I'll, I'll. I'll be alone on that one. All right. The coin is with you on that one. Jets in Buffalo. This line is moving towards the Jets, Tim. It's only 16 and a half for the Bills right now. In Buffalo, 43 is the over under. Do the Bills actually have anything to play for? Could they be the? I guess they could. In the, cra- in, the cra- in the craziest, yeah. I guess they have the division. That is correct, right? Yeah. So they have to really go at They them, cannot yeah. get the one seed because they can't win tie breaks. The Patriots can get the one seed because they can win tie breaks, believe it or not. Uh, but yeah, the Bills win. They, they uh, clinch the division and have a home playoff game next week. And they obviously are going to win. So we, we can put that to bed. As much as it would be just desserts for the game I referenced earlier this season, or earlier this episode, sorry, where the Jets were defeated by Buffalo, missed the playoffs. It'd be nice to turn it around. It's not going to happen. I like uh, the the Jets to cover this. Jet, look, you know, despite the Jets being a bad team, no one disputes the fact they're a bad team. They have been playing much better football the last month and a half or so than some of the other really bad teams. We've seen strides from. Most of the rookies, Michael Carter has definitely looked better. Uh, Elijah Moore has definitely looked decent. He hasn't played Wilson in like six weeks. The- Michael Carter not playing concussion. These guys have looked better. Zach Wilson has not been turning the ball over constantly, which is such a breath of fresh air for those of us who are like, oh my goodness, have we drafted another quarterback who's going to throw 20 interceptions a season? It doesn't seem like that's the case. I mean, they just hung last week with the defending Super Bowl champions and played played good football. I mean, yes, the second half, they did not compete nearly as well. They're not nearly as good as Tampa. But, man, oh, man, they threw a punch and they played hard, and that's all I could expect from them. I expect them to play hard against Buffalo. I expect this to be like a 10-point game. I expect the Bills to win, but I expect the Jets to cover. And we go into 2022 uh, for the Jets feeling like, okay, like we're not that far away from becoming next year what the Bengals were this year. We have a couple of high draft picks, oh, no. which I expect we will use on some uh, some game-changing players. We get Carl Lawson back next year, which is like signing a free agent. We get Marcus May back healthy. We get our offense healthy. We, we have money for free agents. I, I think that things are moving in a positive direction. And the last 
six weeks has done nothing but in, been in, encouraging for those of us who are used to discouraging signs. So that being said, Buffalo wins, the Jets cover. You laid a marker, right? This is the last of his 2021 markers that have all been incorrect. The last... And also that the Jets would win nine games or more in 2022. Yes, I laid that marker down as well. No, no, this is the marker from last year. Yeah. yeah, well, just talking about this year's marker, but yeah, no, your last, last marker no, no. for this the, of the, the the last of 2021 markers that have not happened yet is the Bills yes. will not win the AFC East. Yes, and it looks like I'm going to get that one wrong, but whatever, might as well get them all wrong if you're going to get most of them wrong, right? That's usually how that works. Yes, you want to be you want to be completely incorrect. You want to go over. Well, I don't think I'm going to get any credit. I wouldn't get any credit. Hey, Pat, got... did you see his 2022 marker that oh, an American God. team is going to win the college football national championship? <laughs> no, the NFL. The, uh, the uh, okay, stop it. All right, I, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. You uh, think you're clever. I'm going to take Buffalo to cover the 16 and a half. They, they didn't cover by a half point against Atlanta last week. And they tried to let Atlanta win. It seemed like. Yeah. That's all fair. The jets are better than Atlanta though, by the numbers. Who won? I'm going to side with Tim. I mean, what, what numbers that you mean the game that they played? Cause I'm pretty DBOA. sure Atlanta won that. There's a DVOA. I think Atlanta's the last team in the NFL. Okay, but DVOA doesn't matter if I tell you about something that's good about something. Then DVOA no, is irrelevant, right? So, so now which is it? Is is DVOA correct, but only when it agrees with you? I use it when I think it's correct, and so I yes. criticize it when I don't. Okay, so like yes is possible. the answer to that question. I think Atlanta's better, um, okay. and the Jets are worse. So I will go with Buffalo here, minus 16 and a half. Jeff? I'm going to take the Jets. It's just a few too many points. There's no game I could put real money on, no. but... Yeah, 10, 14 point loss, I assume here. Um, the Jets, they suck, but it, I think they'll, they'll be given effort to the end. Oh, I missed, we're teasing up Atlanta to 10 and a half, or I'm sorry, or 11, sorry. I missed that on my teaser, but Atlanta's going up to it. That's the fourth game on your teaser? Yes. Okay. Dallas, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, and there's one left. San Francisco and the Rams. The Rams are favored by four at home. Win an in for the Niners. And obviously the Rams, the Rams could still lose the division. Am I, or can they not? If they lose and the Arizona wins, wins, Arizona takes the division. All right. So 44 is the over-under. I like the Niners. Uh, the Niners, just for whatever reason, have the Rams number. I'm guessing it's Lance, although Jimmy G could be back for this game. And as I kind of pointed out to Cam disagreed with me, Jeff, and Pizzola agreed with me. I can't remember if we had this conversation, because I don't think that Jimmy was. We did. Hurt. I disagreed. You, you and dis- I disagreed vehemently and felt like to win the Super Bowl. Like it felt I great just, about it after last week. The greatest run. Like the guy's not going to play. He's going to just come in and then they're going to win. Like you just got three, the easiest like two straight up. high leverage games to end the season and then go win the Super Bowl. Like, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's a dead ticket. If it's I don't like- even think the ticket will ever get like hedge equity. Like, but I hope you, I'm you guys, wrong. You guys, are all, you guys are all Lance Pizzola haters. No, Pizzola made the point, and he's 100% correct. That Jimmy G is perhaps the most underrated quarterback in the NFL. Maybe, Jimmy G already took maybe the only person who agreed with me on my Lance take was Pizzola. <laughs> yes, but... Can they the win end, a game? Can they upset, like, Tampa? Or, like, I'm just... Yeah, like, yeah, but sure, my, my, but my point isn't that they're a lock to win the Super Bowl with Trey Lance. I know. It's that they're I not winning it. the Super Bowl with Jimmy it. G. Give me the unknown. I disagree. I disagree. They have a much better chance with Garoppolo. They are that team already got to a Super Bowl with Garoppolo. Yeah, when they had the best defense in football, which they do not this year. What we've seen from from Lance, including last week in the softest possible matchup, really that he was going to see for the rest of the year, 
it just makes you think, no, not not at all. I know we talked I, about I we talked to... about the Texans defense being pretty good, and they did, you know, almost win the game by twenty points. They were so out of sorts and so poor, and still and, and still almost won by twenty. They haven't looked good in a game in a while, and they're going to lose this game. I like I like it, and I like the the Rams. I like the Rams quite a bit here. Uh, Shanahan just. Uh, owns McVay. I'm I know he does, but if he's the 49ers, I think they can actually win this game outright. I think their ability to just keep running the ball and Lance's ability to run, this is an opponent that I think that will really work itself out for. So uh, I'm going to be on the 49ers money line. I understand it, but I, I just don't see it coming in. I think the Rams want to win this division badly. The Rams are the better football team, and uh, it's in uh, at, it's in L.A. I, if you want to take the Niners against the points, I guess maybe they could lose by three, but I don't even see that. I, I think the 49ers are, are in real trouble. Carolina at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is an eight point favorite at home. 41 and a half is the over under. What do the Bucks have to play for here? In theory, they have to play for seeding, second, third, fourth. And if you're Tampa and you play in Florida, maybe you don't want to go to green bay until the very end of the season and would rather deal with the rams uh or the cowboys in the second round so that's what they have to uh or arizona so that's what they have to play for is seeding and nothing else uh if they win the game i think they clinch the two seed memories no no they they need the rams to lose and they need to win because the rams beat that's what it is okay but then either way that's great that means if they win they two or three seeds can't go to green bay and we in in the divisional round so if you're the Buccaneers, you need to be a two or three. What would happen, I guess, because they're 12 and four, Dallas and Arizona are both 11 and five. I guess, theoretically, we could see four 12 and five teams. We could. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Any idea how that shakes out? Why don't you let Jeff cap the game and I'll tell you how that shakes out. Well, uh, if, if, Tampa, gonna... if Tampa Bay has anything to play for, Tampa Bay is going to route them. Tampa Bay routes everyone at home. And just like I said last week when I took the Jets, they don't cover on the road. So Tampa Bay minus eight. Uh, it's sort of uh, piggybacking off that as well, Pat. Tampa minus the points at home. It's sort of a pre-playoff get right spot with all the distractions that have sort of taken over there. Is Godwin going to be back for the playoffs? Because I, I was led no. to believe that he no, was. No, he's done for the year. So he's no. done for the year. Yeah, Godwin's not coming back. So Evans is already back. I feel like no one talks about the Gronk is on this team. <laughs> we like when they're, they're like, oh, they lost AB and you know, they they lose Chris Godwin. Yes, those are major blows. I'm not saying that they're not, but it's like, and all they have left is Mike Evans. No, they have the best tight end of all time. On so if everybody knots up at uh, twelve and five, then Arizona is the two seed. Okay. And Tampa's the three seed. Okay, and the Cowboys are still four. So it doesn't matter what the Cowboys do this week. The Cowboys, yeah. So, I mean, Tampa, with win, can get to the two seed. So they can get as high as two. Uh, And again, if you're the two seed, you guarantee yourself two straight home playoff games, which is valuable in and of itself. Yeah, I mean, they just went on the road for three in the NFC last year and won the Super Bowl. So I I know that you would want to, but I don't think it's like a death knell to them or anything. Not a death knell, given that the second game on the road would either be probably Dallas, Arizona, or the Rams, right? So those are all fine spots to go into. But anyway, the Tampa does have something to play for, and they'll. I we we I, I'm with you guys. I'm going to take them to win and cover. 
yeah, Tampa Bay may or may not have something to play for. Carolina can't play football, so that's a real issue. No, them. another thing I was dead right about. Matt Rule's terrible. Just well, terrible. Maybe it was Joe Brady's fault, who you loved, and he got fired. Well, I was just saying Joe Brady's name to try to take attention away from Rule, because I don't like Matt Rule. Oh. And uh, I just... And why, and, and why don't you like Matt Rule? Why did you think he was, he was so a bad good coach? That he could take terms to the New York Jets when he hadn't blown a whistle as a head coach in the NFL before. Thought he could tell the marquee franchise in the AFC how he'll arrange the deck chairs. Well, he thought he could tell the marquee franchise how who he wanted his offensive coordinator to be. Crazy. Well, you don't go in demanding things like that, and I hope he enjoyed his time in Carolina. He's gonna be back. Be an interesting. Yeah, probably situation. for one more year. Wonder who they go for as a quarterback? Because Tim cursed that poor guy in the what is it? The what was the game? The North, Sugar Bowl. The Sugar Bowl. The Sugar Bowl. Yeah, that poor guy. I, I thought that Corn's uh, Corral's a good quarterback, but uh, I didn't curse him. Did you curse Notre Dame? That, that was tough. That, that's on the Custy ballot as most cursed day I, of the year. I don't know why that's eligible, given that that was 2022. Well, because we've never done it that way. We go from Custies to Custies. I uh, fine, whatever. I think that, that what, was. What do you mean, unfair. whatever? That that's how we do it every year. I don't know actually how it is done. I'd be lying. I, I am that. telling I you how it is done, and apparently said, you okay, don't fine. believe me. Then I said, okay, fine, sure, put it on. And there. then like, and he said, whatever. Like you don't believe me. No, just I don't think it should win. It's just the Irish I, had a really bad loss, and that yeah. quarterback got hurt. Yeah, pretty good. New England and Miami. <laughs> Miami plus seven is the spread. 40 is the over under Patriots can still be the one seed as Tim pointed out. If the bills lose, they can still win the division with a win. I mean, I, I this gotta be what, like even in the Brady years, the Patriots covering in Miami was what? 50, 50. Yeah. I mean, Patriots winning in Miami. Wasn't a, wasn't a very high percentage. I think Brady did, doesn't even have a winning record in Miami. If memory serves, he was like nine and nine or something outrageous. Well, I am going to stick with Brian Flores, giving the Patriots some problems on offense like he did back in week one. It's going to be one of those things, Jeff, where it's funny because Miami's not going to make the playoffs, but they'll be like 2-0 and against the Patriots. And if somehow the Jets ever went 2-0 and against the Patriots, even if they were like 2-15, and it's all we would hear about for four years. And then Miami will do it. It's like, well, it doesn't matter because Tua sucks is all we'll hear I mean, from him. Patriots, uh, the Dolphins don't get yard yardage long plays. Like they're one of the worst teams in the NFL in terms of like, length of play uh i don't know i think i'll take the patriots here without much conviction just because i think the dolphins are done for and it was again two years in a row when Tua had chances to put his teams in the playoffs he plays his absolute worst games against buffalo absolutely abhorrent last season and then this week could barely complete a pass, played played terribly. In the two biggest games of his NFL career, he came up completely cold, which does nothing but underscore my point, which is that he is not the quarterback of the future for the Dolphins. And this they, they know that, and we've seen enough now to know that for certain. My skepticism, and Jeff's skepticism, which, by the way, he liked to tweet this week of three dragons all roaring, and one of them was Burrow, and one of them was... Herbert, and then one of them was uh, was Tua, and uh, anyway, so J- Jeff. No, one cool. of them was you wearing your medal. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your marathon medal, Jeff? Where's your marathon medal? 
Well, yeah. I mean, there is a pretty good chance. I mean, not a pretty good chance, but if Miami wins and the Chargers lose, don't they have the same record? Uh, they would both be 9-8. and eight, but Yeah, so wouldn't that make Tua a more winning quarterback in the NFL than Justin Herbert? Sure, and everyone what, thinks what, that what, Tua... No, I'm, I'm asking you a legitimate question. Wouldn't that be the case? I suspect the answer is probably yes, but I don't know. But I suspect the answer. Because they went 7-9 and nine last year, and Herbert didn't play in the first game, so... And they won the know. first game. I don't even remember if they won the first. I, I, they I, I, they, I they had Tyra. They beat Cincinnati. It was Jeff's all-in game against Cincinnati. I do remember that claim that it was going to be the all-in game and Burrow was going to basically get out of the stadium sort of thing. I don't know. I'll take the doll. Uh, sorry, I'll take the Patriots here with no conviction. I just think the Patriots do have something to play for and they're a better football team than Miami. I'll, I'll take the Patriots. Jeff? Yeah, I'm going to take the Patriots uh, simple as they do have something to play for. And Miami, like it's, I not necessarily want to pick on a team that has nothing to play for because sometimes they can be dangerous. But just the way that um, their season ends 17, they don't, like the game after the season ends, I think is a tough spot. Had maybe they've been eliminated a couple weeks ago or some by a circumstance. I think they could be very live and dangerous here, but you win so many games in a row, the preparation and excitement and intensity that sort of went into preparing for the last two games. There's just no way to replicate that now Um, getting bounced, getting truly just demoralized in every aspect last week. And, you know, all things considered, I don't take anything away from that winning streak and to his ability to pretty much, that was a tough one yesterday and that's going to leave Mr. Ross or on the weekend, that's going to leave, you know, the people that were sort of banging the table that they need more there. Even if two is a quality player, they still might need more, you know, that's where they can start banging their, their drum again, as it pertains to Miami uh, Patriots cover win. They can keep banging the drum, and I'm with them. If they can go out and get someone who's awesome, if they can get Rodgers, they can get even Wilson at this point, or somehow if they can get Deshaun Watson and he plays. But I don't think that you just get rid of two and draft someone like the first round. I don't think that's happening. Fantastic. Just keep wasting the talent on that Dolphins roster and making sure that they can't uh, win a division or anything like that. Yeah, great. Keep on rolling with it. I mean, he's played in, yeah, I guess, I mean, listen, it's not like Bur- like Burrow and, and Herbert, you know, Herbert. Well, had the, I mean, uh, it, let's, let's rank them properly. Burrow, Hurts, no. Yeah, Burrow, Hurts, Huntley, Herbert, Tua. Would that be the order, like the redraft you did it today? Yeah, I guess. I don't, Sure. Okay. I'm just saying it's nice. Like, you know, there's going to be some high leverage games that they're all going to get to um, experience. Hopefully Herbert has at least a couple more here. He's got one now. But Tua had a week 17 game last year. It's not like Tua doesn't have. Yep. He had his play. He had his winning in de facto playoff game last year and they lost 56, 26. At least he scored last year and scored all against Titans about three points. Real impressive. Seattle and Arizona is the final game of the late Sunday slate. We've already done Sunday night football. The Cardinals are favored by seven. 48 is the over-under. Trying my hardest not to buy back into the Cardinals here. 
feels like the Seahawks will give them a game in division, but are we in a circumstance now? I guess if Penny, you know what? If Penny's running the ball this well, I'll take Seattle. I don't know if they win, but I feel like they can just run at will over the Cardinals because I don't know why Dallas wasn't trying to run so much. That really was a much better game plan. Does Zeke suck? Is that the problem? No, just they were sort of off their game, and, and Kyler was able to find some some good spots to run, and I think Arizona just had a good game plan. Arizona knew what they needed to do to beat the Cowboys, and they did it. I like to – I'm teasing the, the Seahawks up here. They're the last part of the tease, only because, like you mentioned, I think Seahawks give them a game. I, I Seahawks are bad, but they're not so bad that – I mean, Arizona – how do I put this? Arizona has not looked good in several games. They looked well enough to beat a playoff caliber team last week, but then one by three. And the Seahawks should keep this one tight in what will likely be Russell Wilson's last game in Seattle. I think they play well enough to keep it close, even though they don't win. Maybe they do win, but they play close enough and we'll tease them up to 13 and a half and make that the last part of the tease. Uh, it's an intriguing game. Arizona sort of got in the playoffs. Yes, they can win the division. Yes, they'll be playing for it, but I think the Rams are going to have the Niners put away relatively early in the game. So I think Arizona's going to know they've got no division left to play for. So are you taking Seattle against the spread as well? Yes, against the spread and teasing them out. All right. Jeff? Yeah, I'm going to take Arizona here. I actually um, disagree with a lot of what Tim said. Uh, I think they're going to try to keep their momentum going into the playoffs. When you're a team like Arizona – I think the division is maybe more important uh, than, than you might be giving it credit for. And I think San Francisco is going to have that game close the whole way and potentially even be leading it when Arizona is looking up at the scoreboard. So it sets up where their players will be in the game and they'll be playing for something. And, uh, you know, Seattle in many ways can assume maybe they dropped their biggest last load uh, of the era last week. All right. So that will do it. On the Pat Mayo Experience, let's wrap this up with our super locks. Who is your participation medal lock of the week, Tim? <laughs> I am going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. Really? Yeah. KC. I really hope 10. one day that whatever anniversary of this marathon falls on some, like, hyper important event for you uh tim or maybe like a travel day of some sorts and you're just like on an airplane wearing your medal or you're at i don't know uh pat's kid's wedding wearing this medal like just because you got to respect the anniversary like i just hope you find yourself in in quite a coincidence your 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 um nephew's wedding or, or or what have you whatever happens i don't know this has really struck a chord with you i mean is it that you're upset you don't have a marathon medal no it didn't upset strike a I'm... chord it struck a chord of joy because i don't even have i can put my feet up now okay well that's what you think i think people are going to a agree with me or B, say, oh, whatever. Like, he's wearing a medal at the same time that everybody else. Hey, who is this fucking lunatic? <laughs> it's race day. And I was a part of the race once and got my accomplishment medal. I think it's perfectly fair for me to wear my medal once a year on race day. And I intend to. All right. I am going to take Minnesota minus two and a half as my final super lock of the season. Jeff? 
overwhelm them with talent. <laughs> Chargers. Chargers minus three? Yeah. All right. To recap Tim's free money teaser to see if he can avoid 100 losses on his career. Triple digits. Kansas City minus three and a half. Dallas minus a half point. Pittsburgh plus 12. Atlanta plus 11. And Seattle 13.5 on a six and a half point teaser. You say that pays plus 350? Indeed, it does. Okay. Want to thank Jeff Feinberg for being on the show. Jeff, did you see that Rom's no longer the betting favorite of this tournament? Justin Thomas is. Uh, I didn't see it. I guess I'm not totally surprised by that in some respects. Um, but yeah, I got no interest in either of them. On DraftKings Sportsbook, Rom is still a marginal favorite over Thomas at other places it's already switched. And so I can let him go search for his baseball. It is Tim Andacust. Tim Andacust. That is not my name. The people who want to be on Team Jeff, I look forward to their memes and their video to counteract the video that we've just run for uh, for my campaign. I, I'm looking forward to, to the fight. Jeff thinks it's over. Jeff thinks he's won because I do a completely normal thing. And we'll see. No, it's the weirdest thing you may have ever disclosed. Oh, please. I like, hear that all it's the, the most insane real life action you've ever disclosed. Like your fantasy actions, like running for first downs in the NFL or surviving uh, a fall from space or, you know, lasting a week in the Arctic with your incredible uh, survivors, survival skills, like those sort of fantasy um, situations are, are more insane probably, but this might be your most um, real life acted out insane action. If you say so, Jeff, if you say so, but look, I'm rooting for you on Sunday. I am. I picked against you because I think the Raiders are going to win, but I'm rooting for you. God. Best of luck. Everyone remember to subscribe to the newsletter. I want you to win, even though I think you're going to lose. I think the Raiders are going to win the football game. I, I hope you do well. I got no dog in this hunt. I just want you to be happy. Yeah, but you picked the Chargers for the wild card. Never mind. I think you're up to something, but I'm no, not. I'm not, I'm not verbalizing. I'm not up to so. anything. I'm not up to anything. I just hope you do well. Even though I think your team is not going to win, I hope your team does win. Any chance we see Antonio Brown on the Chargers by Sunday? No. Sure. Positive. Okay. Well, he's still on the Bucks right now. He hasn't officially been cut as of yet. Anyway, like the episode, smash the like, join the one and done fantasygolfchampionships.com. You can head over to the PME on Twitter to find my pin tweet to get a into the draw for the free entry. Congratulations to DPZ82 on his win. Since that, for in, entry into the one and done, there's a thousand dollar one and done. You can have private contests with your friends if you want to. So there's a ton going on over at fantasygolfchampionships.com. Rate and review the podcast as well. I will see you next time. Experience! Experience!